Music Festival. Lots of good artists playing that. You got Coldplay, The Weeknd, Chris Stapleton, Pink, Thomas Rhett, Kesha, Big Sean, Lord. You're going to see them all. Eight and nine o'clock. We'll send you out to Las Vegas. Trip for two on that. Hosted by Stansberry's mother. Is that the case this year? Is that first year? I, oh. No, they did not meet my mom's. Uh, mm. No, here's the thing. They did not meet my mom's financial demands, so they had to. They had, they went with their second choice, DJ Khaled. Okay, all right. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to get a little bit of time yeah. with Suze, all you got to do is just go down that slot machine line, dude. You will find her. Suze went. No, I am not getting out there and screaming <laughs> another one for anything less than this. And uh, dude, iHeart would not. Meet Suzanne Stansberry's financial demands. So you will hear DJ Khaled scream another one 700 times from that stage. It's a trip for two to Las Vegas. You can't beat that. Cannot. No, it's going to be a good time. We'll send you 8 and 9 o'clock. Fantone, how are you, buddy? Uh, Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's a, uh, what do I want to say? It's a fired up Thursday here on the Stansberry Show. I feel like you and I have both had our our bouts of screaming in the morning already out of our way. Okay, well, let's let's just, we'll pull the curtain all the way back because that's what we do. So I walked in this morning to an email from my boss that says, hey, I need you both Friday morning after the show for a half hour. Like that normally means... I'm just going to, full disclosure, in the radio business, that normally means bring a box, get ready to pack your cubicle. Well, I would say normally in the business, it means like, hey, want to talk to you for half an hour after the show, you guys, blah, 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 maybe there's something coming up, maybe we want to talk about something. Normally, that's what it means. Normally, in this building, it means <laughs> something else. So, I, 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 you know, I don't know if we're necessarily at that point yet, but still, there's, you know, Stansberry and I very much feed into each other's worst impulses when we're off the air. Like, Oh, God, yeah. It's very much like the worst of you, I'll feed it, I'll nudge it a little bit, then the worst but, of and, me. And then Fantone yeah. goes, but what if it's this, though? And <laughs> We're just, we we do, we get bad with that with each other. So, like, there's a little bit of me that's like, dude, calm down. You and Sansbury are just in the studio yelling like idiots during the 5 a.m. hour because that's what you need. That's how we gear up. It is how we gear up. Right. If that's that's what your your prep is, if that's what your, you know, your your pump up (laughs) is. That's the preparation that goes into this. You know, some people listen to music. Sometimes it's like a motivational speech. Sansbury and I, no, you're getting fired. No, you're getting fired. It's just Fantone in the corner listening to 8 Mile. Palms are sweaty. But um, but outside of that, dude, I feel actually like I'm in a pretty good mood. Is that right? I uh, I want to start off the program, and I oh, want no. to... I don't know if this is like a confession or if this is like a, a me backtracking on something, but oh, yesterday, no. yesterday in the afternoon, I had some free time in the afternoon, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dive into the Browns for a little bit. And I was like, well, let's watch some video. Let's see what's really going on out there. Because obviously with, you know, not a preseason game happening yet or with it tonight. coming up tonight and with nothing happened yet, I was like, dude, I just want to see what's happening because maybe they are turning it around. Maybe everything. And, dude, I got to say, man, for as jaded as I am as a Browns fan. And oh, you I, fell I, for it. I, I really, really, really dude, am. How are you going to fall for it watching them play one another? And and and, and for remember, the, the other guys in the Orange Helmets aren't any good either. Sometimes, I mean, there have been people who have questioned, like, dude, you're not even really a fan of the Browns. You hate them. And that's not the case. I want them to do good. No, have, you hate Ohio State. Right. And I Right. There's a difference there. You hate, I hate Ohio, Ohio State. State. Right. I want the Browns to do good. I just know they're you not You just don't going think that do they good. will. Right. Um, but yesterday, dude, reading about, watching, listening to, to, to Miles Garrett, dude I, I, uh, yeah. dude, I am all in on that guy. I can tell you, dude, Miles Garrett does seem like he might be the real deal. I mean, it was he does. Just, just phenomenal to watch him get into that backfield and cause all sorts of but ruckus. I, I think you got to do temper it, though, because, like, I watched the first episode of Hard Knocks last <laughs> night. Okay. Right? And I'm all in on Jameis Winston now. I'm all in. 
But it's like, dude, there's a guy editing that. There's a guy, video, you know what I mean? Like, they, they, they do a great job of doing it. Now, I know the video you watch on Miles Garrett, not necessarily the same thing. Cell phone video, though. Cell phone video. So he does seem to have the burst and all that. But, dude, it's early. And admit it. Aren't we all a little worried that Miles Garrett gets a season-ending injury tonight? Like, aren't we all worried about that? That's the elephant in the room. We're all worried about that. Like, as much as you want to see Miles Garrett play tonight, aren't you hoping a little bit on third down they're like, bro, go sit down. Get out of here. Get out of here. Right? Like, aren't well, you, don't you want to see that a little bit? He's hoping for the opposite, actually. Oh, I, he wants to play. I read this quote from him, and this is one of the reasons yesterday where I was like, dude, a little fired up about Miles Garrett. Here we go. It doesn't matter whether it's preseason or scrimmage. I want to display a dominance when I'm on the field. So if I'm trying to have a dominant performance, whether it's preseason first, first series out, or whenever I get out there, I'm here to dominate. Well, I like it, and that's what he should want. Right? I mean, there were a lot of people when he got picked as high as he did that said people are overvaluing this. I remember Warren Sap said he was lazy. Who said he was lazy? He says he. If you actually look, he takes multiple plays off. He doesn't get to the quarterback as well as he should, even though he did do it a pretty good job at it. Warren Sap felt like that he had under delivered in college. So I mean, he definitely had his naysayers. So I like that attitude. I like it a lot. But I, I, I feel like that's what I wanted to hear. And 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 he's. You know, he's going to be the defensive center Anchor. of the tone. Yeah, he's going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy who really makes that defense either succeed or fail. And and him and listen. And what I know up, Joe I've Hayden? Had, I know I've had my prom- our problems with uh, with Joe Thomas, and I know I've brought those issues up here on the Stansberry Show. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. But bro. the idea of him learning from Joe Thomas. Here's how you get better. And Joe Thomas, I read something from him yesterday where he was talking about like, oh, dude, you yeah, gotta tell, you've got to tell right here. Every time you do this, I know what you're doing. And it was just like, dude, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the tipping point. Maybe this is when it happens. Maybe not. <laughs> no. I mean, here's what I'll say. I hear New Orleans is not all that good. I hear they're not going to be great this year. I will say the Browns are, I mean, they're the favorite. They're minus three. I mean, they're giving up three. Now they're playing at home. I wonder, you know what I mean? But I mean, it's a spread in a preseason game. You know what I mean? Like, it's not so much do they win or do they lose tonight to me. It's just like, what do I see from you? What what has me excited? And right now, if if he goes out there, if Garrett goes out there, and he's just back there causing ruckus behind the line, I'm telling you, I, I'm terrified of it. I am. I'm terrified of it. Now I've been I've been trained and conditioned. Mm-hmm. By so by this organization and bad luck. It's not just the organization. They have mm-hmm. had some bad luck along the way. Okay, but like I worry that it's like Miles Garrett's going to be the best that never was because his niece. Uh, dude, I worry it's going to be like Thiesman tonight. Like that's what happens. I hope now. You see, the problem now is that if it does happen, everybody in the world's going to hate me. Stanford, what the <laughs> hell, dude? Because I said, yeah, I uh, I, I cannot wait. I mean, I will stay up to watch the game. I can't wait to see it. Uh, it's the return of football, and it's still football while the weather's still nice. So I'll take that. What uh, What do you got going on over there? Let's get out of the Browns talk. Enough, enough of Berea. They suck. Uh, dude, yesterday was the day of Stansbury. Right. I, I, dude, I took a day off of the diet. Yeah, you did. Took a day off the diet, went and had lunch at the Crush House, and it was awesome. Okay, now, uh, my girlfriend asked me about this yesterday, and she and my mother are the only ones that care about this, so I continue to bring it up. <laughs> was that a date yesterday, or was that, no? Was that a professional thing? What was it? It was not a professional thing. Okay. But I don't know if I can call it a date. Whoa. It is a woman that I've known a long, long time. And occasionally we'll hang out, but I don't, it's not, 
like she lives too a little too far uh, for that to turn into a this is a uh, Dan and her thing. The uh, the typical Stansberry hurdle there. <laughs> I like that. Ah, dude, who cares if you live 90 minutes away? Ah, dude, I'll talk to you. I think I like that part. I know maybe. you do. <laughs> I think maybe I like that part. I know you do. My girlfriend just noticed yesterday, uh, there was a picture of something on Instagram. Yeah, and the tiramisu. She, she showed me the picture, and she was like, there is no way that this was a professional setting. And I say, why do you say that? And she's like, look at those boobs. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, I didn't even realize that that photo was like that. <laughs> okay. Until Okay. Until I, I didn't. Dude, you listen to this show. You are on this show. What do you think I care more about? Cake or boobs? I care more about the cake. And you've been dieting more than, you know, right. more than you had an issue with getting I've laid, seen so. those boobs. They're yeah. nice. Don't get me wrong. I, but I've seen them. I don't need to. See, well, I would like to see them again. I, but I mean, I, it's believe me, I've seen those. They're uh, they are nice though. Okay, they are fantastic. The tiramisu was good too. The tiramisu <laughs> was excellent. It was. It was excellent. Then you know, play a little golf, and then right. actually, dude, I got to give you a little credit. I'll take it. I uh, so since I knew I was taking the day off the diet, all right. I was like, all right, there's something I've been wanting to try. And Fanto said to me yesterday, "Oh, it sucks you're not eating right now, man, because that's that might be one of the best things McDonald's has ever made." And we both like the chicken nuggets a lot. Love them. And they have this new sriracha sauce for it. And yeah, bro, you were right. I had that for dinner last night. It was excellent. So good. It was really good. It's called the sriracha mac sauce. So it's kind of like Big Mac sauce. It's kind of got like that to it. But it, to me, yeah, there's it, stuff floating around in it, like there's <laughs> to, like, like the mac sauce. To me, it tasted like a like a really good spicy garlic wing sauce because it's got that little bit of heat on it. It doesn't taste like normal sriracha. It's it got, doesn't. Like, it's got something different to it. And it, 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 it's almost like it's honey in there, maybe. So good. And I'm, I'm not trying to slate McDonald's here, but I was almost like, are we sure this is a McDonald's product? This tastes like it wow. should, this tastes like Shots a, fired. this tastes like it should be at like, I don't know, like BW3's on wings or something yeah. like that. It tastes like it should be at Harmon's on wings. It's delicious. Yeah, I, uh, dude, sorry. So, yeah, dude, I got the 20 piece. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. They have a four piece. I just want you to know, and they'll give you the sauce with the four piece, too. She told me no. <laughs> I I know I uh, but I did I got the twenty piece but I am proud of myself because I couldn't finish it like so like that's uh, you know a couple of weeks of not eating whatever the hell you want it does it it, it can happen faster some can kind of shrink kind of faster like normally like honestly that week we were on vacation yeah. I would have eaten that twenty piece and be like where's my double cheeseburger Jeez. like I, oh yeah bro like dude Jeez. the amount of food I was putting in my body then it was I mean honestly it was disgusting um well you're back on track today no, I am okay all right I was gonna say back I, I, I got got multiple meetings this afternoon I'm worried one of them is gonna be lunch related and there's gonna be bread sticks or something somewhere but uh, ultimately yes I'm back on track right. I uh, I yeah. I, I, um, I, I'm not going to let it turn into two, three, four, five days and all that. Tell me the golf game went well yesterday, too. Uh, so here's the, the golf game's frustrating right now because every I'm hitting everything really well except driver or three wood from the tee. I'm back to not being able to hit the tee shot straight enough to be able to do a lot. But like multiple times, I played with a couple of guys, my buddy Jamie and my buddy Shalpy yesterday, and they were both like, wow, dude, this is a major improvement from last month. Good. And I said, yeah, I said, dude, I'm hitting everything pretty good. I just, I, I for some reason, I'm just mentally struggling from the tee right now. No, but overall, I'm very happy. Not that I genuinely care how you, you play on golf, all. but no. all I'm going to say is this is Stansberry's D. Like, Stansberry's golf game is essentially his penis. And if he feels good about that, he's going to feel good 
it about the rest of the day. So hopefully, Carries over hopefully there. Thursday, August 10th on the Stansbury Show turns out a winner. 845, we're going to get you up with second row WWE tickets. That show's uh, coming back October the 7th at the Canton Civic Center. We'll get you into that. At 9 o'clock as well, I can't wait to talk about this. And I don't know why I pushed it all the way to the end of the show, because it's my decision, but <laughs> I, uh, I am very interested to talk about this. ESPN put out a list of the top 50 best black athletes of all time. And you won't believe who they skipped over. We'll do that at 9 o'clock. Also, like I said, 8 and 9 o'clock, you're getting sent to Las Vegas. The airline travel business is about to change dramatically. And I don't know if we're ready for it. I'll explain next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9, 8 o'clock. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. David Guetta, Harry Styles, Miley Cyrus, Judah and the Lion. 30 Seconds to Mars, very good lineup. We'll send you not once but twice today, 8 and 9 o'clock this morning. And again, coming up at 9, ESPN has relisted their list of the 50 greatest black athletes of all time. And part of me thinks ESPN's doing what ESPN likes to do, which is we're going to mess this list up so bad that everybody in the country talks about it. That way people are talking about ESPN. I feel like there's a little bit of this, and I'm falling for it. Oh, yeah. But when I saw the list, I was like, yeah, I can't not talk about that. So we'll do that at 9 o'clock. Yeah, I think, you know, ESPN certainly uh, willing to stir the pot, you know? Oh, yeah. Especially lately. And this is a very easy way to get people riled up on both fronts, dude. People who disagree with the list and and how it was compiled. And then some people are going to argue for it. And then some people are going to argue against the concept of a a top 50 black Why separate the list? Right. Make it all athletes. (laughs) So... You're right. I didn't even want to go there because it's like there's enough race issues in America. You know what I mean? But ah, stir up blood one more, more one more controversy. That's what they all like. Blood on the track. So they estimate, Phantom, that pilots cost the airline industry $31 billion per year. Jeez. Plus $3 billion in training. Okay. So that's got to be, I mean, you're, you're saying like just based on like salary and, and, and benefits and stuff like that? I'm guess this is going to be my guess because they don't break that all the way down. Okay. But my guess is that the, they say they cost $31 billion a year. So my guess is that salary, benefits, and sometimes the pilot did something here and there and the, and the airline has to like pay somebody out. Or, yeah, pay somebody out. You, If you as a pilot F something up and throw the schedule off and then they have to reroute a bunch of right. different flights, okay, that's how you can late, get to a number Late to that your big. flight, that kind of stuff. I, okay. I, I don't think it's just pure salary would be 31. Yeah. Although I don't know how many pilots there are, so I, you know, I don't know. But they say it costs about $3 billion to train them. All right. Okay? So the new trend, they say, that's going to happen, and this is going to sound crazy, but in five years, I'm telling you, it's going to seem totally normal. Pilotless planes. And your first reaction when I said that is, no way, never going to do it. But it was just a couple of years ago. I think that this show was on the air. We were telling you, they now kind of mandate any flight over like eight hours. They make those guys sleep up there. Like, dude, they're like encouraged to take naps at, at, at the yoke. Like, so like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we're getting pretty close to not needing them in there then, right? Well, I mean, as technology has moved forward, I think it's less and less about the actual, uh, 
steering of the plane. It's less and less about the flipping the levers and the switches of the plane. Because 50 years ago, you had to have somebody there to run the console. Sure. Where nowadays, I, I mean, why couldn't you remotely do that? I mean, we fly planes into battle with no pilot behind them now. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't going to be long before we figured this out. And it turns, they say that this might be exactly what the airline industry needs. A recent report from Pilot Training Company said 255,000 new airline pilots must be added over the next decade in order for airlines to to sustain the growth and support the retirements of current pilots. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, a bunch of them are going to be going. Yeah. So they say pilotless planes could even reduce fares, making them an attractive option for many travelers, and that will do it. Much like you were saying when when the airline pro, all these airlines were having all this trouble about all these videos coming out, dragging people from seats and all this stuff. And I said, man, you better be careful with this, man. People are going to boycott your product. Phantom said, no, they're not. This is America. You keep offering them a cheap fare, they're going to line right up and buy the cheap fare. And you were right, especially with something like air tra- or air flight, where it's like you do it once every six months, maybe, maybe. 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 Sometimes it's people do it three times over the course of their, their life. life. Right. But it's you're in a desperate situation where you're like, dude, I either a have to go out there for work, or I, or or if I'm going to take my family to Disney World, what else are we going to do? I have to take this flight, truckster, or I'm going to go see my you know go to my mom's funeral on the other side of the country. Right. I have to take this flight. Very. I mean, you know, I guess any of those things are not necessities, but you've got people by the short and curlies for sure. So they started to do the study already because they wanted to know like how would America Americans feel about this. And it turns out they only studied 8,000 people. They surveyed right. 8,000 people and they found that 54% of them said they would not be willing to fly in a pilotless plane. And yeah, nobody wants to be the maiden voyage. Yeah. Yeah, not today. But- 17% said they'd be totally into the idea. But right, once you get this figured out, Everybody's going to want to do this. You know, the. I'm or sure, not want to, but everybody will, will do, it. do it. I'm sure, like, the, hey, would you go in the plane the first time, you know, 8,000 people were asked? We're like, hell no, I'm not going up there. But now it's like, well, of course, yeah, flight's safe. It's, well, <laughs> it's what I always say about, you know, we're going to, people are going to live on Mars and they're going to do all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, somebody else go first and right. then I'll go. I'm not going, I'm not going on the first one. I um I, I think this is, you know, even the concept of driverless cars 15 years ago, 10 years ago even, was like, oh my God, I don't know. But now it just becomes more and more mainstream. Right. And they'll run test flights and they'll do all this stuff. And There's Elon, less traffic in the air, too. And Elon Musk and Richard Branson are going to have like a battle between who can get the first flightless, you know, over the Atlantic Ocean or something like that. It's a good little view into how, you know, p- how, how private business actually pushes everything more downfield. That's actually a great point. To this end, apparently, Boeing is already working on the concept of a pilotless plane with the goal of testing such technology next year. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be afraid. I, I mean, I, I. I don't know how much more I trust a guy running things in the moment versus a guy running things in the tower. I would agree overall. Okay, but and and I guess this is going to be the easiest example of all time. But what about Sully? I mean, that plane took off. It wasn't actually a problem with the plane. They flew into birds. Like, that stuff just right. kind of happens. And they ran. And now, I'm trusting the movie here a little bit, right? I'm trusting the, the, the Tom right. Hanks movie here a little bit. Did you hear that Tom Hanks is moving to green? <laughs> Every week. Every week I've heard it. But no, but, but apparently they tested it multiple times with, like, human and versus, like, a computer error. And they say, like, had a human not been in there, that plane wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have made it. I'm going to assume there's a difference between the flight or the, the planes that Sully was flying versus the planes that are going to be 
flightless or pilotless planes. I don't think it's just going to be like, hey, we're taking this plane that was you know built in 1999, and we're just going to drop drop the. You know, I'm sure these will be specific. But you're right, birds can happen to anything. Right. So like, there's always going to be an X factor. There. I'm surprised so, that doesn't happen more often. To be honest with you, I mean, good good point, good argument there. Of like, well, if something <laughs> if, when chaos breaks out, I, yeah, I I think 90 percent of the time a plane could probably do its job without the guy sitting there. But if something should happen to go, I kind of like knowing there's an experienced, calm, reserved person at the stick. Flight attendant, pilot, you know, slash pilot. She can't bring me my ginger ale fast enough. She's going to land the plane. Oh, don't make it about, oh my God, he said she. I know. It's a micro regression. I have to actually pat Fantone on the back. I need it. He was, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Screwed up a lot this week. I, uh, but he did. He predicted something right. It makes me hate him. And I'm going to try my best not to punch him next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Check out Halsey, Judah and the Lion, Kings of Leon, Lord, Thomas Rhett, Kesha, 30 Seconds of Mars. Everyone. Legal weed. And that's not yes. like a rapper or anything. I'm telling you, there's legal weed there out there. There is legal weed yeah. there. Yeah, you can do that now. You can do that now. Also, at 845, we'll sit you in the second row for the WWE as that comes back to Canton on October the 7th. That is a SmackDown-branded event, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a good time. WWE champion Jinder Mahal is going to be there. I just hate the fact that I can already be talking about something that's happening in October. Yeah. Like, this year got away from me. It's not like, oh, dude, you know, radio stations are telling you about their Christmas party already. It's like, no, October's coming up pretty soon here. What are... What are what are those? <laughs> do, do radio stations celebrate the holidays? They do. They do. Do they? There's promotion around the holiday? A little bit. I would have never known that. Online at WRQK.com as well. I hate when I have to tell Fantoni was right. I love it. I know. I know. And this is because I have to tell you, you're right. I'm going to tell you that you were wrong yesterday. Okay. That James Taylor was in fact at Blossom, as I had said. But what they did there is did the, they move the show? No, the Hard Rock was doing a like promotion with Blossom. So I Google James Taylor Hard Rock, oh. and they had something on their website about it. So like, yes, I was wrong. I w- I will say that. But there was a little bit of confusion there because the commercial we were running right. was a Hard Rock ah. for James Taylor. Because I was like, I could have swore that was it. But anyway, let's get to where you were right. The other morning on the program, we were having a conversation about the road less traveled. And what and what and what might have been. Okay. And if we could do our lives over, what other jobs we could see ourselves doing. All right. Right? And I said that I've been I've been captivated lately by like all like nature shows. Like I just started watching Shark last night on Netflix. Right. But like Tales by Light on Netflix was awesome. Wild Alaska. I've been watching all this stuff. I, I just scripted TV right now for me is really boring. And uh, I've moved into that. I'm old. Where are my spectacles? I only want to watch things if I'm going to learn something like that kind of fate. I have. I've kind of entered that. Just crotchety old man over just there. Just get off my lawn that I don't own yet because I well I work at Rock 106.9. I still have to rent. <laughs> <laughs> like so, so, yeah, I have. I've kind of entered that, right? All right. And I had floated the idea, and I still maintain that I would like the idea of being a nature photographer, whether it be 
nature landscapes or animals or whatnot, but traveling the world, seeing multiple locations, still being able to wear cargo pants and like the, you know having a camera bag and being an international man of mystery with a dosakis in my hand sounds like exactly like I, what I want to do. I think you could actually write those cargo pants off as like a tax return. Just you can because, like that is the official you know the official the costume there of video of- game nerds will get this. I basically want to be Nathan Drake with a camera. That's okay. basically what I want to be. Video now, game nerds will get what I mean. And now, you know, that's a fine aspiration, and I think there's, you know, plenty of examples of people who yeah, have... Yeah, but you, so, you told me I couldn't do it. And I don't think you necessarily could, dude. I mean, now listen, anybody can be a photographer nowadays. We've all got a, you know, a decent camera in our, on our phones, and we have it in our pockets at all times. But, like, if you're going to be an actual photographer, there's a lot that goes into that. My friend Alex is a... She's a wildly talented photographer. Right. She gets paid by bands all the time to fly into their shows and she sits in the pit, takes oh, photos, and she's no oh, Alex okay. is a very all nice right. girl. All right. Okay. Alex is if she's getting married, Alex is a very nice girl. But she always tells me I can show you some stuff if this is something that you're really interested in. Right. But did you ever take like a photography class in high school yeah. or anything like that? Okay. So you do have a little bit of knowledge of like what is okay actually Yeah, what you want to take a picture at, point the lens that way. <laughs> I like I got right, it. Right. I know what you do. The buttons on the top right, like Dane Cook says where where it's always is. Right. right? I know what I'm talking about. So the other day I was walking through, uh, I, I was like, I was like walking the trails at Quail Hollow, right? And so there I was in nature, <laughs> just one with nature out there, just being just one with nature. Just, he's like Fred Bear out there, just Stansberry, just out there doing his thing. All right, I was a bear out there. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I'm Fred Bear, but I was a bear. So I was like walking through there, right? And sure enough, I take out my phone and, uh, and, and was doing the opposite of what I was out there for, which was a disconnect. <laughs> but then I, so I, took, I snapped a couple of photos, right? right? And I didn't think about it. So I put the phone back in my pocket and started walking. Then next thing I know, there's like five squirrels. And they're all just like <laughs> hanging out on the trail, right? <laughs> and so one of those little bastards gets like perched up on like a tree stump. Okay. And he's all curious. He's like looking around. Doing everywhere. the squirrel thing. All right. And he doesn't see me. So I was like, all right. This is the moment to prove Phantom wrong. <laughs> here, here I am in all my glory. I'm gonna, I'm, I will exact my revenge, right? All right? So I pull out the phone and I get all, I get, you know, I get the, my best Elmer Fudd. Be very, very quiet. <laughs> and I start creeping up behind said squirrel, all right. and he like turns his little vermin head. Sees me and sprints off into a hole in the tree, and I never saw him again. And I did. I was like, "Oh God damn it!" I guess and I was like, and then the shot ruined. I was like, "All right, that's a wrap. Bring down the lights." <laughs> Squirrel doesn't want to participate today, and I did. I I finished the rest of my hike defeated because I was like, "That tall some bitch was right. I have no business trying to do this." And that's the thing. It's not that I doubt your ability to you know uh, learn point, things to point a camera and like. You you know, take a picture, and I think you could do that. You could learn about, you know, depth perception, and you could learn about lighting, and you could do all those things. You're a capable, smart person. But when it comes to... And God damn it, people like me. <laughs> but when it comes to sneaking up on a squirrel, like, number one, you're not going to do good at that. Number two... I'm ninja-like. <laughs> a, 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 a true wildlife photographer would understand that, like, hey, I have to, like, kind of incorporate myself into nature before that nature nah, is going to see, just Nah, see, I think you're wrong about me. that. I think it's because 
because I had an iPhone and you got to get three inches from something before you can take a picture <laughs> no, with it. Dude. Those dudes got those long lenses. They're basically like Lex Steel hanging <laughs> off the front of their, their camera. They can take pictures from, from everywhere. No, a real photographer. I mean, and you got to think if you're up in like the Himalayas or something trying to trying to take a picture of like the most rare snow leopard or, or whatever, you're going to have to be up there. And those be, are super rare. You're going to have to be up there and be patient. You're, you couldn't even be patient for squirrels, dude. Like squirrels are everywhere. Nah, was All you would have had to have done is sit down for another five minutes, be still, and wait, lo- for, wait for him to come back. Those squirrels would have came back. You just had to be a part of nature there, and you didn't have it. As soon as they got, as soon as something nope. got messed up, Stansberry loses his. That's school. it. <laughs> take, take the lights now. That's There's it. No lights. He's lucky. He's, he's lucky. <laughs> that little bastard's lucky. He's quick. I would have turned into Lenny with the rabbit, just ripped his little head off. But I was so mad when I was like, damn it. This Here it is. This was just this morning. And dude, he was telling me, he's like, bro, you don't have the makeup it takes to like sit in the bush and like wait for the animal. You don't. And sure enough, there I was in, in a man-made like the woods. You know what I mean? And there's like one squirrel. And he was. He was all perched up on the thing looking all nice. And my, I just, I didn't have the long lens. I couldn't take a photo from far enough away. And apparently, dude, I, my sneaky, you know, Elmer Fudd moves. He heard me, and he was out. I did. I was never so sad about anything, dude. There's nothing worse. I don't care when I fail, but when I fail, and you're right about when it's gonna happen, your boy does not. Not like that. Browns play their first preseason game later on this evening. We'll get you all excited about it, or at least try that for that matter, next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. This Sunday, you can catch Fantone from 1 to 3. You'll be out at the Dusty Armadillo for, uh, it's, a, it's like a bike day they do there, Sunday right? bike rally. Nice. And uh, yeah, your boy's going to be kicking the dust up. I, uh, I'm going to have to stop by somewhere and get a big old log of skull. You know, I, that's not a tin's not going to do, dude. I got to get a log. A, I got to get a log and dip or put the thing at oh, one time. Get the thing stuck. Yeah, get the Shawn Michaels version. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a good time down there at the Dusty A. That place is a good time. That's uh, that's what I keep hearing. Sunday it's, one to three. It's too bad you're not single. There'll be plenty of scenery there for that. I and I, I know I've I've said this to you before, and dude, your girlfriend's the greatest. So like, I don't want you to do anything. All right, but uh, dude, guys, if you're single, I'm speaking from experience here. You owe it to your penis to sleep with a chick who rides a Harley. I'm just telling Dude, my brother t- tried to tell me. He was like, dude, I'm telling you. My brother's a big bike guy. Right. And I met this girl, and I was like, dude, she's a Harley chick. Like, I, dude, those chicks don't like me. Like, I don't like, what, what, what? He's like, dude, I'm Dan, I'm telling you, this girl's going to flip your world upside down. And she did. Always, like, always intimidating to sleep with a chick that's more badass than you. So I can understand why you were like, uh, I don't know. But yeah, she, I, even said, uh, I was like, don't make me ride on the back. She was like, <laughs> Dan, she's like, jokes like that are going to, like, she's like, honestly, she's like, I don't find, she's like, you need to be a <laughs> She's like, no, I would never put you on the back of the bike. But she was a hard ass, dude, I'm telling you. Like, it's too bad you're not single because, dude, you owe it to your life to do that. And there's just something about that life, that that freedom and the wind in the hair. They're just they're they're different. They're, they are. They're just different. I uh, I'm sure they are, and I'm sure the uh, I'm coming. The, I'm going. The, the I, uh, gentlemen at the Dusty A are going to appreciate that. Yeah. Sunday one to three, catch Fantone out there. You know what? I actually think I found a, a the like the last little bit of uh, of uh, show stickers that we have. So remind okay. me, I want to send you out there with those. Okay, want to make sure we're getting those spread around. Okay, uh, Browns are back in action later this evening. Brown Stadium, First Energy Stadium, will be right there. Uh, so you know what this means. 
Any minute now, you're getting a Mike Polk video about how bad they suck. Any minute. You're on the edge of your seat, right? Can't wait. They are taking on the New Orleans Saints. I think you'll probably see the starters for what? Maybe it, maybe a series? I was going to say series or two. It's not going to be much more than that. Um, Brock Osweiler has been named your starter for the Cleveland Browns. Now, I have said I've been on record. Uh, I'm not a Brock Osweiler supporter. I just don't think he has it. But like a lot of you felt after the Trump election, I can't root against Brock because then my team fails. Much like how a lot of you felt like, well, Trump's not my guy, but I'm not going to root against him because then the country fails. That's kind of where I am with Osweiler. Um, It'll be interesting to see if he sticks through the first quarter. Um, I would assume so, just because there is still a controversy when it comes to the quarterback position. More importantly, will he stick through the first interception? And will... This is his opportunity here to really solidify this job. I mean, he's going out there as the number one for a reason. Um, it'll, it'll it'll be interesting to see the sense of urgency and the sense of importance that he plays with. I know it's got to be tough for these dudes to get up for a preseason game, but like this one's your this one's your job interview, bro. This oh, isn't yeah. this isn't like Tom Brady going out there and being like, dude, it's preseason. What am I doing out here? What Brady could throw twenty two picks right. in, in the in the first preseason. I mean, seriously, he could right. literally throw the ball into the stands behind him, and he's not losing his game. Right, but this is important to Brock Osweiler. For sure it is. So to see to see his sense of urgency and to see how he comes out there and how prepared he is is really going to tell a lot to me of whether this dude is the dude or if this dude is just another name on the list. For me, it's about the defense tonight, and I'll tell you why. Our new defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, coached at New Orleans, and that's where he got in trouble for Bounty Gate, right? Like I believe he was the defensive coordinator for Bounty Gate. So you know there's always going to be a little bit of like that, that, that fire in your belly to get back at the team who had to let you go, even though you were kind of caught doing something that, honestly, the NFL doesn't love that you do. And so, like, I get it, but that doesn't remove that personal fire. And I'm willing to bet he's going to have that defense fired up and ready to go. And just like what Fantone was saying to start the show out early this morning, they're going to unleash Miles Garrett tonight. And we're going to get to finally see him in game speed with our uniform on. Everybody's seen him in college. But now you're going to get to see him for your squad, and I, I think the anticipation for him is probably even bigger than it is for Brock, because oh, I think yeah. people kind of have Brock figured out. We kind of know who he is. Where you don't know who Miles Garrett is yet, and I said this and I apologize, but I would be a flat-out liar if I didn't say I woke up this morning feeling like Miles Garrett was going to blow out a knee tonight. I'm just telling you. The first thing I thought to myself was like, when I woke up this morning, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, Browns preseason, make sure you get that in the rundown. Like, Make sure you're talking about that, and I was like, Dude, Miles Garrett's going to totally get hurt. Like, that's the first thing that went through my mind. I can already hear the thud from our buddy Dustin, who jumped off of the of the Hall of Fame bridge hearing that. Like, dude just took a header off the Hall of Fame bridge. But Dude, that dude would leave a pretty sizable hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as the defense goes, um, I think you have a good point with Greg Williams. Um, and it'll be... Yeah, nobody's talking about that. It'll be something to see when it comes to... As, as you go out in the first preseason game, if you're a good team, you probably don't want to necessarily show all of your cards. Yeah. But the Browns aren't in that position right now where it's like, oh, we got to hide what we're doing. Dude, we're playing seven so, cards, so before cards. So I, I, I wonder, is he going to be creative in his scheming? Is he going to try to do things beyond just like normal, normal defense? I think so. 
I, I think he's going to hair across and, his ass about winning. And, and I was going to say, no matter who's does. out there, whether it's the second quarter or whether it's the fourth quarter, I mean, are you going to be are you going to be running complicated schemes at guys? I know Drew Brees isn't playing tonight. Or, is that right? I didn't have or, or, or limited, play very limited moments again. His job solidified, which I would assume. And he's thirty eight, by the way. Drew Brees, thirty eight years old, dude. That's if you're still out there with a solidified job in the NFL, it really is a testament to how good you are. He's thirty eight. Brady's thirty nine. Forty, I think now. Jesus, Man, dude. I mean, do these? Yeah, because Brady just turned forty. I think like a week ago. Old guys, uh, dude. When people, you know what? I know Browns are playing tonight, but you know, I, when you think about the Tom Brady thing, I'm telling you, when I was like 38, I remember like guys like I was friends with would hit 40, and they would say to me, "Dude, wait till you're 40." And I remember saying, "Guys, I'm 38. I am 40." And they kept saying, "No, you're not. It's just, it, dude. Trust me. It's like, it's not a, it's not a hill. It's a cliff, and you don't, and you don't <laughs> jump. You get pushed." And I'm telling you, it, it was. It was like six months after I turned 40. It was like, oh God, it's just things are just different. Like my, I just my body just feels different. I didn't realize six months would do that, but it does. And yeah, Tom Brady, he's still out there. I doing don't it. get hit by linebackers. No. You know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year with that. Um, and I agree with you 100% on Miles Garrett that this is a big coming out party for him. I'm Huge. sure I'm sure he is juiced. I'm sure he is jacked. I'm sure he's probably up right now just ready. Like and I'm hearing now that he's not playing tonight. Miles Garrett? Yeah. Somebody just tweeted and said, I believe Miles Garrett is not going to play tonight. I have not heard that. Oh. Well, then, honestly, if he's not going to play and Osweiler's the quarterback, what am I turning the game on for? I don't. We don't know that for sure. Nathan's tweeting this, and I don't know that for sure as of yet. But why not unleash your new toy? He's your new toy. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm. Looking hey, at- it's Christmas morning, but you don't get to play with any of it. Really? Yeah. Written yesterday out of Berea, Berea Ohio. Pat McManahan um, from ESPN. Okay. Interview with Brock Osweiler, or not Brock Osweiler, but with, with Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett. And he's talking about how excited he is, how okay. excited right. he is to play. So. Okay, all right. I was going to say, it's Christmas morning. If you don't let me open my open my presents on Christmas morning, then why have Christmas? Do you follow him on Twitter, Miles, Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett, yeah. Really good follow. Really interesting dude. I thought, like, ah, dude, he's just some giant man who's going to You know who he kind of reminds me of? Is Dante Whitner. And, and not the style of play, and I know there's different positions, but Dante Whitner, I remember when he got signed for Cleveland, he was all in on Ohio. He was like, I'm making this place my home. I love it here. I'm wrapping it out. And Miles Garrett seems to be doing the same thing, where he's like, I get this fan base. I get how starved they are. I need to be one of these guys that's all in, and he's been doing it. There was plenty of red flags when it came to him. I know there was people. Oh, the, yeah, who, Warren Sapp said he's a bust. Right. There was people who doubted his intensity. There was people who doubted his, like, um, commitment to the game. I remember he said something about I want to live in a warm weather or warm weather or something like that. And people are like, oh, he's going to leave Cleveland first opportunity. Well, didn't he, he say something about Texas? Because isn't he yeah. about the Cowboys because he's from there and people freaked out. And and it's like, guys, college. I mean, this wasn't after the draft or right. anything. So it's, it's like, like you'd want to play in your hometown too. I'm not, I'm not going to knock a guy for that. I'm pretty sure that was the Miles Garrett story. But ultimately, I, I, I think he's going to be pretty good. Big Game of Thrones fan, too. Just like you, buddy. He likes yeah. the Dragon Show, too. I bet I'm a better nature photographer. <laughs> okay. All right. We need to stick with the sports there because another 40-year-old athlete says that he's lost a step. And I'm not sure I buy it. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Sorry. I'm totally listening. Taking the Oedipus Complex to scary new places. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. Rock 106.9, you're about a half hour away from winning your way out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Back-to-back nights, nothing but stars. The Weeknd, Chris Stapleton, Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars, David Guetta. 8 o'clock, your first shot. 9 o'clock, your second one. Two opportunities during this program, and then we'll continue it all day up until 8 o'clock this evening. Trip for two there. I got Vegas on the brain, man, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to go home. Uh, I'm going to go there for, for Christmas. I always say home. I, I, I don't know why I'm from here, but like um, my mom lives there. My brother lives there. So I, I got Vegas on the brain lately. And uh, I miss Nevada a little bit. Mountains are nice. and uh, The weather's normally a little bit better, a little warmer, especially that time of year. I mean, it won't be like hot there, but it'll definitely be warmer than Ohio will be. Is there something... Something calling your name from Vegas, or is it just like, yeah, you just miss parts of your life? I think my mom's gonna die. Okay. I um, I mean, the clock's got to be running. I mean, it is on all of us. She well, yeah. I mean, she's she's lived 15 years past my dad. Um, her high school friends are all starting to like, without being you know crass about it, they're all starting to go, and so it's like you know, what I don't want is to be here next year going. Dude, all you had to do was get on the plane, and you would have been there for Christmas and saw your mom. Well, you know nice what I mean? Time, right. Yeah, that's I. I just, I, I just can't, I can't let that be a thing. Um, you know, it's got to suck for anybody to reach that age where it's like, damn, dude, everyone I know is dying. <laughs> like, just yeah. looking around, like, up oh, there goes my best friend. Up oh, there goes my husband. Up oh, there goes like it's got to be terrible, right? Because when you no longer have your career in front of you, and then you don't have your friends and family, it's like, well, then what am I doing? Just, here? just circling the drain there. Right. Um. The thing I will say is that, I mean, it was under six months ago when it was this summer. So it was like three months ago. She was here, yeah. When, when I met her, and I, I will say she still looks like she has a lot, of, a lot of life left in her. So. Yeah, well, the evil ones go last, they say. <laughs> Dude, she's going to outlive all of us, man. <laughs> I know. I, uh, you know, somebody said to me yesterday at the golf course, they were like, you know, uh, my buddy Matt was saying to somebody, oh, you need to check out his show. It's pretty good. And uh, he goes, his mother doesn't love him, but the show's pretty good. <laughs> I, just, I was like, Jesus, dude, really? He's like, I don't know, man. You harp on it a lot. Like, all right. I, you know, like I said once upon a time, somewhere along the line, it went from my mom can't cook to she's the worst mother ever. <laughs> like, I don't know how that happened, but uh, she actually wasn't the worst. So I, I, but I am. I'm, I got Vegas on the brain. Right. You know what's happening in Vegas at the end of this month, though? I do not. What is happening in Floyd Vegas? Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor. Ah. I believe it's the 26th of August. I believe is the date on that. And um, so just last week, I guess, Conor McGregor had a sparring partner quit and called him like the biggest scumbag of all time. He said, you know, Conor's the biggest scumbag ever. And, uh, you know, I think sparring partners are probably, I mean, nobody knows your name. You get punched for a living. You don't make a lot of money. And so I think this guy's just trying to make a name for himself. And I don't even remember his name, so it didn't really work. I mean, it's an ex-girlfriend or an ex-employee right. or something like that. And I, dude, I felt kind of the same way with David Griffin yesterday. Is like, well, what else are you going to say on the outs of this? You right. know what I mean? Of That's course, a fair of point. Connor sucks. I hate him. He can't, he can't fight. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, what else are you going to say? So I guess the hype for the pay-per-view is through the roof. Because people are like, well, I want to see it. And the theory is, like, you don't have to buy it, and right. I don't have to buy it. One of us will buy it, and then we split it, and then people, like, and, and then you have a party at the house. Yeah. But I guess there are thousands of tickets for the, the, the event itself in person. Like, I don't think the in-person demand is quite what they thought it was going to be. Now, I think that there's this is a couple of, of reasons why. A, I think people have the fight kind of figured out. People, Most people feel like Floyd Mayweather's going to toy with him and win. And 
I just, it, it feels like a money grab. And it's 2017. What did you announce this and have a press tour for two months before the fight? Like, I just think it's hype, 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 hype. And now nowadays, dude, the tease no longer works. Like, we'll still do it in the radio business because you're talking about six minutes on the other side of the break. So teasing you brings you through the break. I know that in my business it still works. But in in today's, like, give me the action now. Somebody else is tweeting another video. I'll watch that instead. This and that. Teasing this kind of stuff doesn't work. Get out there. Announce it. A month later, boom, do it. But you give people a couple of months to sit there and listen to every pundit in the world tell you how Floyd Mayweather is going to make a, a mockery of this and win easily. People are going to go, well, if the cheapest ticket's $3,500, why am I buying it? Now, are tickets more expensive than your average boxing or MMA, like, mainstream or I main event? I don't know for sure. My guess is there's there's a slight percentage increase on what the ticket price would cost. I would have to think because of the star power, but again, apparently not, because look, they, there's thousands of seats unsold. Um, Now, when it comes to, I've never been to a UFC fight. I mean, I've watched MMA fights, I've watched boxing matches, but I've never been to like a big card, something like that. You have, and you oh, yeah. say that that's like... Dude, a good environment, like a oh, good, like... Oh, oh, dude, fight night on the Strip in Vegas. I don't care who's fighting. Fight night on the Strip in Vegas is like nothing else in the world. It, even if you're not a fan. I mean, but, dude, there are celebrities everywhere, more so than in L.A. Like, I've lived near L.A., and I'm t- do fight night in Vegas. You turn around, it's like, oh, my God, look who's here. Oh, my God, look at that. I mean, everybody's in town. Everybody's throwing money around. Everybody's dressed to the nines. If fight night in Vegas is one of the greatest things you'll ever live through. So... Okay, so the so the, the 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 electricity is in the air. So oh, yeah. there, there's definitely that. But I just have to assume, and I don't know. I mean, it's not this fight's not happening. It's 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 in the middle of a twenty thousand seat arena, probably. Yeah, I'm gonna I, make would, the I, I, I would imagine. So close. If we're going to compare it to the queue, which um, is about nineteen. Okay, so if we're comparing it to that, sitting up at the top for anything sucks like basketball game pro wrestling anything like that does it suck more for mma because i feel like it would i feel like you'd be like the in-person experience in the nosebleeds has to be awful yeah it's like any other event you're watching the the screen a little bit more than you are watching the ring especially when you think about the 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 fact that the ring itself is 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 caged and for mma not for boxing and i know this is going to be a boxing fight so you'll be able to see a little bit better but when you go see ufc in vegas yeah you want to be a little you don't want to be real close either though like seven rows back isn't necessarily ideal because everybody's standing up the 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 thing is caged itself you kind of want to be a little bit back than that or all the way up front um but there's nothing and i've actually i've been to both i've been to a ufc fight in vegas i've been to a boxing match in vegas um this I thought was going to be bigger. I thought this was going to sell out right away. I, I was convinced, but I think the hyping of it for two months and we're going to go on a world tour to like to trash talk. And I just think people are like, "Dude, the fight's not for another month and a half." Knock on my door when it gets here. Have uh, Have you changed your opinion on the end result no. of McGregor versus Mayweather? No. And Mayweather came out yesterday and he's trying to like change his story. Now he's like, "Well, look, I'm 40." I'm 40. McGregor's 10 years younger than me. I've lost a step. I think it's obvious. If you go back and look at my last fight, I was 38 years old. I didn't win, but I didn't. I didn't dominate. And this is all about trying to downplay the fact that he's going to walk away with this easily to help sell tickets. There's no like, dude. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. 
Like, this is, the story comes out two days ago, there's thousands of tickets left, and then yesterday is when Floyd Mayweather's going to tell you that he's lost a step. This is so paint-by-numbers obvious what they're doing, and I think the fan base is showing you, look, I, you're not ripping me off. Am I willing to go to my buddy's house party for it and pay him 25 bucks because he let me watch it? Yes. Am I willing to spend $3,000 on tickets? No. And I think the fan base is showing you this. And if you're Dana White, you got to be sitting here going, what did I do this for? UFC enthusiasts probably do feel a little bit I don't Why'd we insulted, do this? but like a Egg little on bit the face right, a little. like a little bit like, dude, what the and you're right. Spending three thousand dollars on tickets, then you're going for to Vegas. A ticket. Right, then you're going to Vegas, and right. then you're making the whole deal out of it. So you're right. I mean, this is turning into a major this is turning into a car of was worth of a weekend right there. So like people are going to have a little bit of pause with something like and that. And this is already like I said when this fight got announced. I, I you can go back and check the tape. WRQK.com. I said if you're Dana White you gotta be you gotta be very cautious with this. Because this now you were you were overtaking boxing and now you gotta go back to boxing to get their star to make a fight relevant with your biggest star. And you have to do it WWE style. So like now you're and incorporating you have to use boxing's rules. Right. Now you're incorporating boxing. Now you're giving it this Vince McMahon style of like you know, promotion right. and, and and it is. It, it's blurring the lines of like what made your brand your brand. What separated you from boxing. And I said this will this will not be a one and done. This will be a snowball that goes down the hill. And sure enough, John Jones wins the other night. What's he do? Calls out Brock Lesnar. Those are completely different At least Brock Lesnar has legitimacy in MMA. Both MMA fighters, but you start mixing like weight classes and all that stuff, it's becoming a circus. And what I don't think Dana White really wanted overall was for something he takes very seriously and considers to be a sport now turning into a front yard spectacle. And that's what it's kind of become. There was enough people a couple of weeks ago sharing stuff like, oh, Connor might win, Connor might win for a second. I was like, maybe, possibly, could he? And then I'm like, no. It's, dude. Here's the thing is it possible <laughs> when you're talking about a striking sport? Yes. Because if you catch somebody the wrong way and hit them hard, it's you never know. You can knock somebody out. I um I read something yesterday, and you brought up uh, Conor McGregor's uh, ex sparring partner yesterday. You two trained with Floyd May- Mayweather. They had something about them on ESPN, and this one guy was like, "Dude, it's not even how hard he hits you, but he takes a piece of your soul with every punch. Jeez. It's where he hits you. It's how fast he hits you. It's how it's it it, it, it it's so much more than just his punching power. It's his it's his punching prowess and huh. like taking a piece of your soul with every hits. I haven't heard that." I had not heard that. I, like, I'm going to get the fight. I'm going to buy the fight. I want to see it. Got to see it. I mean, even for my job alone, I'd be yeah, like, well, I probably should have to. I probably should watch this. Now, will I be able to catch the, re- the replay the next morning before I come back on the air? Yeah, I probably would. But I want to see it in the moment. So I'm going to get the fight. But if I was in Vegas right now, if I could get $300 tickets, I would go. Like, that's where I feel like, okay, Floyd, Connor, I'm not going to be real close, obviously, because I don't have the kind of money to spend on on real good tickets for things in Vegas like that. But if my brother said to me, yeah, dude, I got a pair of tickets. They were 300 apiece. Like, all right. I throw 300 at that. Not throwing a grand at it. No, I would not spend $1,000 on it. I would probably spend $1,000 on like game seven NBA finals. I might, dude, if the Browns made the the AFC championship (laughs) game. 
have a better chance getting respected <laughs> in this building than the Browns do getting into the AFC Championship game. Ohio, something has happened for the first time. You're going to want in. And I'll tell you how that happens next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend Pigs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. David Guetta, Harry Styles, Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars, a ton of others. Your first opportunity happens at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. All you gotta do is send that text message, man. It's the thing to do. Yeah, and off to Vegas you go. Good times. I'm reading here from Fox8.com that Mega Millions, Powerball, Jackpots, both, Jeez. both top 300 million for the first time ever. For the first time in U.S., lottery players will have a choice of games offering jackpots topping 300 million. In the seven years, Fantone, since all U.S. lotteries began selling both Powerball and Mega Millions, both games have never offered prizes so large at the same time. Jackpot for Tuesday night's Mega Millions drawing was an estimated $350 million, and the top prize for Wednesday's night Powerball drawing is $307 million. Those prizes are based on annuity options paid over 29 years. Um, that is a lot of money. That is a lot, a lot of cash. Yeah, dude, $300 million. I mean, God, Even, that's what, astronomical. What, what do they say? You get half, right? Essentially, right. This is what you end up with. I mean, dude, $150 million. If that's not enough money for you, you got problems. I mean, you know, that's that's cream of the crop pro athlete money right there. What you did I say? Like, what did I say yesterday about my, my caviar dreams are like being able to join Glenmore? Like, right. that, like that's like what, like, like, that's like, like my big wish. You know what I mean? So, yes, that would be more than enough money for me. Do you think you would be able to still? Still be responsible, still be yourself, or do you feel like this is just a train wreck right waiting to happen? No, I, I, you know, I heard Jason Whitlock say this on TV about a month ago. He said the worst thing you can do to a, to a young person is give them a ton of money, you know, because they were talking about athletes. And, you know, he said, he goes, I'm so thankful nobody gave me the kind of money I make now when I was young. And, yeah, that's true. I think now at my age, I'd be like, yeah, there'd be a, there, there'd be a fancy car. There'd be a, like an upgrade in my living place, of course, of course you know what I mean? Because, I, you know, I, I think hosting mornings means I should be able to have, a I don't know, a door on my place. I think so. Yeah, I, I would probably... Um, you know, I'd upgrade my living situation. I'd upgrade. Although, do I really like my car? Like, so I don't feel like, well, I need a BMW. I need a Mercedes. I mean, did I have a nice car? Yeah, I f- it's impossible not to upgrade. It just would, you know, I, I, it would, it would truly be a a a test of. Character. What are you buying first? $150 million check. You just put it in the bank. You have access to it right now. What's the first thing you buy? I would assume the first thing I buy is the things that my loved ones need. That would be like the first thing on my mind of like, here's what I'm taking care of. The first thing I buy for myself, I would say a house, but I think I would take a little bit longer on that because I would have to. $150 million, you could live anywhere in the world. Right. So making a choice right away is crazy. Is where am I buying Travel this house? a little bit. Yeah, it's so, probably. I spend too much time of my life daydreaming about somebody either giving me a ton of money or me winning the lottery. Right. I do. Like, I can't believe this late in my life. I remember, like, a guy once told me, he was like, I can't, I never thought at 40 while married I would masturbate this much. <laughs> and, I, and, like, and I said to him, I was like, well, yeah, I was like, I kind of get what you mean because I never thought at 40 I would still daydream about getting rich fast. Right. Like, I thought for sure, I was like, well, you'll grow out of that. So I still daydream about this way too often. So I, luckily for me, I have family that lives in Vegas. Which that airport goes everywhere on a dime. No matter where you want to go, there's a direct flight leaving McCarran Airport. So I'd probably spend some time there and fly all over the world to try to figure out where I want to be. First thing I would buy, obviously, new golf clubs. 
Because I know what I want. Like, I already know it's like just go in the store and buy them, and they're just just this much outside my reach. You're not going to upgrade those? You're not going to be like, oh, dude, screw those old golf clubs that I wanted? You'd want, no, you'd want the best the best of the best. I'm sure you'd, I'm sure you'd upgrade that. All right, maybe I'd go with PXGs because they're a lot you? of money. Yeah, they're why, a lot of money. Why wouldn't you? Um, are you planning on buying a ticket this afternoon? Was this a, did this already happen? Because this says Tuesdays and Wednesdays were. So I don't know. I mean, but if nobody won, I, I you know, um, but will I? Would I? Yes, absolutely. I would. You can't win if you don't play. You can't win if you don't play. Um, confession to make. I often don't buy lotto tickets for stuff like this because I don't understand how to do it. Like, I don't know what, do what to do for like the Powerball. How many numbers do I have to pick? Do I want the Powerball number? Do I want this? Do yes. I want? And I just I'm always just like, eh, I'm intimidated. I'll just buy gas. instead, <laughs> Dude, I don't. Don't know like how to do you know lotto stuff. You're 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 afraid of the lotto. I mean, I, like I've just never. Dude, literally, people with no teeth do this. <laughs> like literally, my grandmother does this, and you don't feel like you can get your head wrapped around winning the lottery. Oh my god! I'll tell you what's easier to win than than the lottery: a trip to Vegas, and that happens next for the iHeartRadio Music Festival on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here for Truebridge. If you're out to earn your health insurance license for free, dial pound 250 right now and enter the keyword Truebridge and register today. Qualified applicants will begin their classes on Monday the 14th. I can tell you this. If you're in the new Philly area, they need tons of help out there. So if you're looking to earn your health insurance license for free, dial pound 250 keyword Truebridge and register today. Like I said, qualified applicants will start their classes on the 14th. Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9 just sent somebody out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. No worries. We'll send you at 9 o'clock. That's when you get your next keyword of the day. You text it in. Off to Vegas you go. Also, 8.45 this morning, we'll send you to the Canton Civic Center. Wildly less impressive than Vegas. <laughs> I will admit. Yes, I will admit. But the WWE will be in town, and we'll get you into that. Second row you'll be sitting today. Second row, dude. Um, and if you have never been to a WWE show at the Civic Center, they're awesome. Because, first of all... It's an intimate venue. Yeah, there's no bad seat. Um, That's true. But there's good. There's better seats, and the second row is definitely those better seats. Yeah. Um, and... House shows are just a little bit different. It's different than going to like a uh, Raw or a SmackDown or a pay-per-view because the guys know they're not on camera, so they act a little bit differently. They'll interact with the crowd a little bit more. It's just a looser feeling. It's not a television product. Yeah, and like it, when it's on TV, especially live, you got like you know live producers in those guys' ears, like come right. on, no, like no, 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 this needs to be this and this needs to be this. You're right. It's a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it, it's a fun show to go to. October seventh, man, I'm pumped. I'm going to remind you of this song next time you complain about country music during New Tour Tuesday. He's harder than nails, I'm, dude. He's got you locked up like the jail. I'm a. I, I'm gonna. I'm just every time you bitch about like Kane Brown or Al Dean, I'm just gonna go Cena. He's so hot, you'll never catch him in the next man's sweater. Come on. Lay your ass down for the three-second tan. Come on. He, wait, I'm sorry. He's so hot that I'll what? You'll never catch him in the next man's sweater. I don't I don't know what it means either, but it doesn't matter what oh, it means. Oh, well, he's confused all of white people. That's a successful rapper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so way to go. Well done. 
Oh, God. If there's, I mean, very few people in the world do I hate more than John Cena. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> hate that guy. <laughs> He's on my list of when he dies, I will mourn that celebrity death. He's on my list. If I see him, I'm smacking him. <laughs> oh, dude, you go ahead and try to smack Super Cena, bro. I did tell him on the phone I would smack him. He laughed at me. He asked to see a photo of me. They showed him, and he laughed. <laughs> of course. Right. Damn it. Damn it, John Cena. All right. I, uh, I'm hesitant about this because right. Fantone always makes me nervous during all of this stuff. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like, I almost want to shut your mic off. Welcome but, uh, to the Sandsbury Show. <laughs> I have a list here of the most popular sex positions. Nice. All right. They surveyed a bunch of people, and these are the top sexual positions. Okay. Now, these are favorite as opposed to, like, most common. This is, like, people's favorites? It says here a percentage of the total responses on the respondent's favorite positions. Okay. All right. And coming in last at 1.2% is tabletop. Now, I'm confused as to, because some of these are not necessarily sexual positions. We'll get to that in here in a second. But is tabletop a... Like, I know you can have sex on top of a table, done it. But, like, can you, like, is there, like, a sexual position that I don't know that that's what it's called? I'm looking it up right now. Look, like, he's got the Karma Sutra, like, book, <laughs> like bookmarked on his work computer. Dude, what is your mother proud about exactly? Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to find out what it is. Um, Women's health has something about it. Give me one second. It is a sexual position, though, is it, it seems, as opposed to a... Is it, like, like, the pile driver? Just banging on the tabletop. Um, Which is hot, by the way. Tabletop sex is hot. Okay, so here's what you go. You are on a tabletop. And okay. You've got her hanging off the edge of it. And he's like standing he's at the front standing. of the table. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that right there. That's yeah, what you got going I on. I love that. That's a great position. And that came could, in last. You could tabletop, not necessarily on it. You could tabletop on your bed. You know what I'm saying? If okay. he's standing to the side. Just she's more towards the edge of the bed. Yeah. And he's standing outside. Yeah, I Correct. love that. Kind of okay. holding her like that. Position's awesome. Only 1.2% people responded that that's their favorite. That's a lot of good ones in there, I'm sure. Now, again, I'm not sure that this is a position, but anal came uh. in at 2.1%. Welcome to 8 a.m., by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but anal came in at 2.1%. Yeah, that's not necessarily fair because... That's not like a, really a position. I mean, oral's not an option, is it? You know, it's not like... Although... You know, you can achieve anal sex in more than one position. Exactly. So I, I don't know if I necessarily view that. I mean, no matter what, it's not my cup of tea, but if that's what you're into, that's what you're now, into. Now, I, I, every time this, this subject gets brought up, I always like to remind people what my theory on this is. And I view it this way, whether it be God, the universe, whatever brought us all here. Okay. I don't claim to know what it is. Nobody else knows what it is either. I don't care what they tell you on Sunday morning, but whatever brought us all here gave me what I feel is two magnificent places for my penis to be with a woman. And I feel like looking back at the, the, the universe's maker and go, give me another one, dick, is just kind of greedy. It's like, dude, those two are really good. It's, you know, I mean, like I said, it's your prerogative to like what you want to like in life. Sure. Um, but you're a greedy bastard, and yeah, I'm judging you. A little you. bit greedy, a little bit greedy there. Um, willing to cross some dirty issues that a lot of people aren't necessarily you know willing to do because that's one of my right. big things you won't share like, a toothbrush but this right, is what you exactly. want to do but, but this is on your list of what you should be doing exactly got it so you're uh you're, you're a real trailblazer if that's your favorite i, I am indeed oh no they are oh, indeed they sure are. yeah yeah no no no, no, no. i'm not, i'm not necessarily a fan 
oral was on the list at 3.2%. But again, that's not a position. Yeah. That's a sexual activity. Again, you can achieve oral sex through multiple positions there. Of course. But next up on the list is I'm a fan. Reverse cowgirl okay. at 3.9%. Now, if you don't know, because I once upon a time, we had a salesperson here the last time we talked about this, and he no longer works here, but he didn't know what it was. And I remember he asked me in the hall, he's like, what was that? Jeez. And yeah, I felt bad for him. Jeez. So you're like, you're laying on your back there. She's on top of you, but you're staring at her back. She's like reversed on you there. That's where the reverse comes yeah. in. Yeah. Um, the thing I'm going to say about reverse It's so girl, hot in porn. It's it, like one of the hottest yeah. things in porn. But much like a lot of things in porn. It doesn't translate at home a lot. A lot of times, depending on who you're sleeping with, that can go really bad. She oh, you can, can be, bend it. She can be uninterested. You can bend your penis. And if she's uninterested, it's not going to work out well. She has to be like down for that. What makes you think she can be? I, I, I've i never. Well, maybe I have encountered that and didn't care about it. But like, what, 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 what it, makes you say that? It, it, I just feel like the 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 style, the, the thing that she's going to have to do when she's riding reverse cowgirl, if she's not enthusiastic See, about why that. Why can we say the same thing? And then when you do it, like my whole life flashes oh, before oh my, my God, eyes. Is this going to be it? Well, it was going to be it anyway, dude. Yeah. Um, but if she's not, if she's not. What do I want to say? A good twerker? She's not necessarily going to be good at reverse cowgirl. If she's not necessarily good at it, it's not going to be. You hear porn. that, ladies? You got homework today from the Sandsbury <laughs> Show. It's not going to be the porn Sport fantasy. Game strong. It's not the porn fantasy that you have. Unless your wife's Rachel Starr, it's probably going to be like, well. Yeah, no. I, tr- I tried that. <laughs> I tried that. Dude, don't get me wrong. The reverse cowgirl was awesome. The rest of it was awful. Spooning came in at 4.1% on the favorite uh, sexual positions. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like going to sleep that way. It's not necessarily the way I would love to have sex. Um, People who are in relationships are probably like, Sansbury, let me tell you something here. Um, I wouldn't say that it's my favorite, but I would say it's definitely one of the most common for me. Why? Um, Just because it's one of those things where neither, neither one of you have to put in a ton of work and you can still... Reach things as 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 quickly as other. Dude, Fanto talking about sex with his girlfriend the way Cutler talks about playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that I don't have shape. to be in that good but of shape. Like, I play quarterback. But there is there is that level of like, all right, so you know you knock it out doggy style for a little while, and then you switch, and you're like, by the end of it, it's just like, all right, dude, let's get this done and over with. We both got to wake up tomorrow morning. So I think spooning's a more common, you huh. know, as opposed. It's not my favorite. It's not like I'm like, dude, oh, dude, yes, yeah, spooning. That's really where I want to get it in. But it happens a lot. 69 uh, sexual position came in with 4.3%. Sad. Rock 1069. That's a, that's a good one there. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of both things that happen to be going on during that. Would you rather have it happen solo or like by yourself? It or? all depends on the girl. Okay. Because some of them don't have the concentration required to receive pleasure and and uh, and apply it to the other person at the same time. A lot of them can't handle it. You know what I mean? So I so it all depends on the person. Holding the legs up was also at 4.3%. These are favorite sexual positions by people polled. Holding the legs up in the air, I'm a fan of that. I like that one too. Um, and it, it also, what I like about that position a lot is it, it gives you a good indication of whether or not you're dating the right person. Because if you can't get your hands around the ankles, yeah. you want to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> right? Cowgirl came in at 19.4%. Again, I'm a big fan of that. I like looking, like I said this yesterday, women's bodies are beautiful. 
right? And so I like being able to get most of it all in one good visual right there in front of me. I like it a lot. Yeah, one of the more visually appealing um, positions. I, I prefer to be the driver, though, so like not, not on my top five. Missionary came in at 22.5%. And um, I just believe that's common. It's just kind of true. Yeah. I mean, it, dude, standards work for a reason. Right. You know what I mean? Chocolate Sundays are good because right. they're, they're good. And so, yes, I absolutely believe that. I will. Uh, and it is good, dude. Missionary is good. I know it's like, oh, it's the vanilla. But you're right. Vanilla is delicious. I'm just going to I'm just going to throw this out there. Hold your breasts, ladies. Hold them. That's very hot. We enjoy it. Would you would you like to guess what the what the number one sexual position was? Yeah, and I can already guess it because I haven't heard it yet. You haven't heard it yet. Got to be doggy style, right? I was shocked by that. Really? Yeah. People love doggy style. I am aware, and I'm on that list. But I, I just I try to think outside of myself when this stuff happens, right? Because right. you and I are probably more on the pervy side than most people. And it probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people who you wouldn't think are square, but behind closed doors are very, very square. And so I just started to think about all the people. A lot of these people may have been married. And I just, dude, I hear from married guys on the golf course all the time that their wives won't do that. Like, their wives don't do really? oral. Like, their wives don't do dog. Like, they all said, dude, once I got married and had kids, she just stopped doing that stuff. So, like, I was very surprised that this was the number one, number one sexual position now there. but this is going back to favorites, favorites as opposed to most common most common of what you do okay you're right if so, you get it on your birthday and you're like oh thank god it is a good one but i uh to me it's like a wrestler's finishing move it's not it's not necessarily you don't want you don't want to start there but it is again though if it all depends on the body style there too right a little bit yeah that's where that's where the the larger ass women come into play. And you know me, I'm a bad bitch enthusiast. <laughs> I am. I'm starting a group. I'll tell you what I'm thinking about right now. What's that? That I have to have not one but two client meetings today. And uh, <laughs> and every time you do that, they're always more keen to listening to the radio. And sooner or later, I'm going to be in a meeting today. Somebody's going to be like, "That was anal 16 times." I'm not sure I want to give you my money. Bad bitch enthusiast. I believe you describe yourself as card carrying member. Card carrying <laughs> member. There's a gym in Atlanta. That is under social media fire over the sign that's out front of it. And I think it's going to make a lot of you angry. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wacom Auto Family. It was about four months ago I bought a pre-owned car from Wacom. And I did it because they were able to find me exactly what I wanted and well within my price range. And they can do it for you as well. And if you're a parent thinking about sending your college student back to campus without a car, don't. Right now, Wakeham has a huge selection. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. Rock 106.9, 845. We'll get you hooked up with those WWE tickets. Going to put you in the second row for that. And then coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. All-time low, going to play that. Thomas Rhett, Kesha, The Weeknd, Chris Stapleton, Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars. And a trip for two to Las Vegas. Up for grabs, 9 a.m. I saw this yesterday um, as I was preparing the rundown for the program, and I had to do like a triple take when I saw it. And I can't for the life of me imagine that this is a smart thing to do for a business. Now, 
before we even go any further, what do I always say about businesses? Let them be who they are, and then the marketplace will decide whether or not that's a moral business or not, and or whether or not they should be in business. Let businesses be who they are. That's my take. I understand why we did things way back in the day. This that. There's a million restaurants now. If somebody says no to you, Denny's is going to sell you what you want to eat. It's not 1954 where there's like the town diner. Like let businesses be who they are. That's my opinion. Is I I believe that's what should happen here. Now I disagree with what this business owner is doing, but a, a guy who owns a gym in Atlanta has banned police officers from working out in his facility. Jim Chambers put up a sign outside of the EAV Barbell Club. And it used a swear word to announce that police are not welcome there. Chambers told the news station that his gym has an explicitly stated no cop policy since it opened. He says active members of the military are also not eligible for membership at the gym. Now, the Atlanta Police Department tells the news station that the policy would not prevent them from responding to an emergency at the gym. Well, duh, obviously. It's your uh, job, you kind of have to do it. Now, plenty of people are going to say, well, then, you know, cops shouldn't go there, but that's... I disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, that's the... that's the, the You sign up to protect the people, even the people who hate you. Right, even the people who disagree with you. It's I mean, just that's, the way it is. That, that's the truth. That's what it. that job calls for. You know what I mean? You don't get to pick and choose what calls you go on. And that's a part of the nobility of the job. Right. Is that, like, no matter who you are, no matter what, what makes what it so situation is right we're there for you so i I, so yeah of course the cops are gonna go chambers says now he's gonna take the sign down due to the vulgarity on it but he plans to replace it with a clean version now he told i'm reading now from fox8.com he told the station that people who work out there are generally minorities who are uncomfortable with law enforcement i mean well then what does the military members have to do with it like, you're not going to let military members work there? Do you know how many minorities are in the military? A lot. You know how many minorities are on police forces? A lot. Um, I mean... I mean, we constantly have a minority police officer on the air with us. Lamar Sharp. What he's doing there is just kind of putting both... I'm surprised firefighters aren't a part of the equation as well. You're putting those, like, stereotypical styles of men and, and, and women and kind of putting them all together. So a little confusing of why you wouldn't want military in there as well, but I don't see... I, I understand why you paint both those groups with the same brush. I do. Yeah, I, I don't I don't love it. And, and I would also tell this guy that, again, let businesses be who they are. That's my position. But you're in the business of... I mean, dude, America's not the fittest nation in the world, right? I mean, you're not exactly peddling crack to crack addicts when you open a gym in America. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And military members and cops are big workout. And a lot of them are, are workout heads. Well, and I, I'm sure someone else would be like, well, a lot of them are just sucking down donuts, too. Sure. Um, but I think... They weren't you know, going there anyway. If, he, if it's his prerogative to do so and his prerogative to, 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 to make and this I think decision it is. and he's... He's filling his. He's already paying his bills. He's already making enough money. And whether you view that as enough money or not, then go with God. Right. Then that's you yeah. know. If it, I don't need more of uh, more customers, I just I would also think, and maybe I'm naive on this. All right. So maybe I'm off base, and maybe I'm naive. But if your if your normal customer base is overwhelmingly minority, and they feel uncomfortable with members of the like 
the armed services and or cops. Could I not make the argument that spotting for one another and helping, you know, helping each other work out that that's actually a maybe a decent place for these two groups of people to try to come together to find common ground? If we're living in an ideal world and that's what were to happen, then great. But you don't I think, think that can happen? I think he's more concerned that the opposite of that happens. Is what do you that, mean? Is that is that you know police come into here and it turns into you know it turns into a grilling of other you know well I'm a cop and are you selling drugs are you selling drugs like young black guy are you selling drugs I, I, I can see I can see why you'd feel that I think people misunderstand cops when they're not at work you know what I mean like do you want to go home and debate all day no because you did it all morning. Like, can I make the argument that most cops, when they're not punched in on the clock, dude, I just want to lift my weights and I'm not paying attention to what's going on next to me? I mean, how frequently do you hear a story about, you know, not an undercover, but an off-duty cop responding to a situation because he's the first one there? I mean, it's not- Those happen. I can't right. deny that. I, uh, and if if his if his right, end well, game if his end game isn't bringing community and police together, it's not his responsibility to, to, to so. build a place for that. So, no, I, I agree with that. But what I would say is, bro, if you're worried about the people in your gym being worried about cops being there, so what? You're proud of the fact that you've built a safe haven for drug dealers and pimps and whatever the hell else is in there? Well, I don't think it's necessarily that... Well, he's looking to protect them by keeping the other group out. But that doesn't make them guilty of anything. That doesn't mean that they they are guilty of criminal. But I don't want my customers being treated like criminals. That doesn't mean they are criminals. I'm not sure. I just... I guess I don't see that happening. But I, I just... I can't imagine cops just roll into the gym and push minorities down on the ground and be like, get off the, the bench press because I need it. I don't think that's going to happen. No, but I, I mean, I think and, and, and I think that's kind of where this guy's problem is coming in. You, you need to be a little bit more clear of like what this issue is. And even if it boils down to his, yo, bro, I just don't like cops. You know, if we're, if we're living in the world of, well, and, and it's not like it's professions aren't protected classes. I think they should be. I think if you kill a cop because he's a cop, you should be charged with a hate crime. Just like if you kill a black dude exclusively because he's a black dude or a gay dude because he's a gay dude. I think that I think protection should be offered to firefighters, police officers, teachers. See, I think professions should be a protected class. Yeah, we disagree here. I, I I'm more for harsher crimes against a police officer, but I don't believe in the hate crime thing. I, I don't... Not right now, I don't. I really have a problem with legislating the way people think. Their actions are enough. And if you've murdered somebody, then murder's murder and go to jail. No no one murder's worse than other. The motive for your murder doesn't matter to me. So, you murdered somebody. Go to jail. So killing an officer of the law is the same as killing an average citizen. No, that's what I'm saying. I do, I do want to make that different because okay. I think we need to dissuade people from... From killing the people that protect us. I do. I think we need to dissuade that. Okay, so hate crime applies to police, but does not apply to race. Well, again, I wouldn't call it a hate crime. I I would just, I would would make it, I would make, yes, I would make a separate law for that. But that's what hate crimes essentially essentially are. are. But I, I, gunning after a police officer does seem to me like something we should lock people up for a longer period of time for. But legislating what people are thinking in their brains, I'm telling you, that's the first step. Once you give the government that, it's over. Like, it's over. They're going to want it all. They already want They want to raise your kids. They want to tell you how to do this. They want to tell you how to do that. Once you start letting them in your brain and legislate what you think, bro, it's over. That's when 1984 happens. And I worry about that. 
And I like again, I defend this guy, dude. Let businesses be who they are, and wh- if it's a smart plan, it'll work, and you'll be an affluent business. And if it won't, you'll be out of business in a year, and it won't matter what your sign is. But you know, and let's say we we, we play this out till the end, where he does have a successful business. Like I said, he has enough customers; he doesn't need this. I mean, I just you know what I worry. Everything goes in circles. Are we going back to white and colored like water fountains? And I use that antiquated term because that's the way it was said back then. That's not the way I speak well, now. But do you, would you have a problem with it? If you say that businesses should be able to do what they want to do. So if I want to say, yo, black people, you're not allowed into my business or you're not, you are allowed in, but you're not allowed to sit in the same places as white people. I feel like you're going to have an issue with that. Oh yeah. I'm not loving that. So, but then, but I guess really my take is dude, if you don't want to bake a cake for a gay couple, then don't. And I don't feel like somebody should you, be forced into that. If you don't want to let black people into your restaurant, then don't. I will well, dude, like I've always said about this, you either have the right to refuse service to anyone or you don't. That sign is the biggest BS lie in America because the moment you do it, everybody calls you a bigot and a racist. So you, so you should be able to... I think you people. I, I would like people to be more free to run their businesses. Should not be laws against discrimination like that. Should not be, should not be a standard of, of protected classes. So nobody should be a protected class. I understand where it came from because, like I said, in 1955, when there was one town diner, people needed to eat. There's a thousand restaurants open 24 hours a day. McDonald's going to take your money. But eventually, a McDonald's, maybe not McDonald's, but somebody's going to say, "Okay, well, we don't have to do this," and then another one, and then another one, and I, that's. And, and, and I stop- feel like we're heading back towards a more to, separate Black White America. These laws exist to stop that slippery slope. These laws exist. Well, how many? How many is acceptable? How many restaurants can tell black people to go f off? Is it okay if one? Is it okay if fifty percent? Is it okay if ninety percent? What? Why I think? And again, it, we get into a weird place when we start saying okay to do this. But why I feel like it's not going to be the problem everybody wants to pretend it is is that most people in America today would view that to be an abomination of a business and would not support you so you're not going to be there even most white people today would be like I'm not giving you my money if that's how you feel I think you're giving a lot of credit to most people in America and I feel like okay day one most people feel that but once restaurant two does it and a year later restaurant number 20,000 does it it's gonna be like oh well it's okay I mean dude everyone's doing it like it's all right and eventually and eventually those those that, that that's what erodes that equality uh, I, I don't know. I, I I think that's a pretty drastic leap. I think we are who we are, and and we're getting better about race every day. At least I think we are. Although I do feel like we're heading to a separation. I it does kind of feel that way. It kind of feels like everybody kind of wants to go back to their corner, which I think is the wrong move. I really do. But I know this doesn't help the situation. And I think the same people who are telling me, no, you should have to bake that cake for that gay couple defending this guy, that's not consistency. If the guy has to bake the cake, then this guy has to let military members and cops into his gym. You have to. Otherwise, the guy's not. Otherwise, the guy doesn't have to bake the cake for the gay couple. Can't have it both ways. You got to pick one. You can't pick the side that you like in in each individual story. You either feel one way or you don't. But moving it back and forth, Twitter, isn't good enough. It's not. Decide at some point which one you want. WWE tickets, second row, up for grabs, next on the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We do have those WWE tickets. They are for the second row, and we will put you in there. 
momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. I swear to God, I will not forget. Don't forget. How could you forget, dude? Smackdown coming to the Canton Civic Center? Dude, that's an unforgettable thing. For a lot of you, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I, I I always tease you you WWEers as if, like, my hobbies are, All like, right. so, so impressive. And I'll always go back to people who are like, well, you know it's fake, right? And I'm like, yeah, like every other show on TV, yeah. they're all fake. So, they, was, so was Die Hard, but, they, they, but I've seen it a million times. They acknowledge that this is not true competition. They're not pretending like it's, you know, I feel like 50 years ago, and like it was, they were they were still pulling the wool over your eyes. Like kayfabe yeah. was still a thing, but now they acknowledge it. They 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 embrace it. And like I they said, they didn't embrace it that much when I was a when kid. When you were a kid, yeah, no, no. But there was a turning point somewhere where it was like we can no longer like lie about this, right? And if you look at it from the perspective of a live television show, when you look at these guys as actors as opposed to athletes, the 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 the, 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 the fact that they can go out and do these things live, these incredible feats of athleticism. Um, while not, you know... The amount of practice that takes. While not dying? Yeah. Like, it's worth something. It is. It's worth calling 1-800-243-7625. <laughs> we'll pass those out momentarily. I could not let this day get away from us without uh, bringing this up. Right. I didn't want to spend, like, a whole bunch of time on it, but I, I, this right. is weird. So we're on the brink of, like, some pretty serious stuff with North Korea, it feels like, right? Yeah. And... uh, uh like NBC News like tweeted out this photo of like North Koreans showing up to like this mass rally for it, right? Okay. Well, I mean, it's not like they have an option there, but I mean, yes, right. you can get a lot of people when you say I'm going to kill you if you don't come <laughs> if, to if this. If you don't come to this, right? Okay. And on the same day, somebody released an inflatable chicken. <laughs> I guess that looks like Donald Trump at the White House. Like that's the most 2017 story I've heard. If you haven't seen this photo yet, I'll try to track one down and tweet it out at Stansberry Show. But it's like, it's a huge, infl- it almost looks like the Twitter, like, bird symbol a little bit. Right. But it's like an inflatable, like, white chicken, and they gave him, like, the gold hair and all that. And it's, like, actually, like, outside the White House. It's just a weird thing. Like, dude, this whole year has just been strange. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, I, I guess things like this definitely serve to kind of, like, de-escalate the severity of what's kind of going on in the world right now and it's like dude there it is Trump chicken love it you know so I'm not going to one way or another like get worked up about this I know some people are going to be like shouldn't call the president a chicken and it's like dude well he's not Marty McFly I don't expect him to be like you can't call me a chicken (laughs) who you calling chicken and well, I, I I would like to think that the president of the United States of America understands that there's going to be criticisms of him some of them will be inappropriate and like you can't react to them but it's a pretty high hope for me. I you know, like. I got into a little bit of a of a Twitter. I don't want to call it a war because I wasn't even angry. It seemed like the other person was angry yesterday. I posted a photo of me in my golf clothes. And like a local comedian thought he was like so funny and asked me a bunch of questions. So I answered him. And this said person just can't stand it if you don't give them absolute praise over every little witty thing he says if you don't praise everything he gets mad and i and so somebody hit me up in the dms a, a former co-worker of ours a female and was like hey stansbury i want to just tell you you handled all of that perfectly if, if you go back and read that he comes off unhinged and like a loose cannon and you were very reserved in the whole thing and i just simply said back to her i said what i'm learning in my life because i suffer from this i'm quick to go to the keyboard to defend myself 
And I said to her, I said, you will never regret not responding. You will always regret when you go too far. Right. And so I had typed a couple of things out. And I was like, don't press send. Because the guy was like, dude, he gets all high and mighty about his leftist ideology. And I was like, well, dude, you cash a check twice a month for working with a wife beater. So let's dial that down. And you know what I mean? And I wanted to go there. But I was like, don't do it. Don't give in to this. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a little different just because this. Oh, person, I'm not the president. This person, well, and this person has a little bit of notoriety as accused to just, or as, as opposed to somebody who's just like taking shots at you. But yeah, man, at the end of the day, you'll never regret not responding. You've only got so much energy. You've only got so much, you know, time in the day. And I was actually looking at that yesterday and talking to my girlfriend about it, and she's like, "Do you think Stansberry's like pacing around, screaming at?" Not stuff? even a little. And I was like, "It's possible. <laughs> like, it's quite possible." I was but, laughing at it, but she didn't. So, like, good. For you bud no i just laughed at it because i was like i know what this is you're attention starved and nobody's giving you attention right now and the browns are getting ready to play so you're gonna scream at the stadium some more and your attention doesn't start until tonight and so you needed to get it somewhere yesterday and you tried to get it from me and you know social media twitter in particular is not the best avenue for i mean written words hard to decipher what you mean so yes i understood why you got fired up yesterday yeah. i was like all right well i answered I his questions it. and like and then i told him i was like dude just leave me alone on this and he got all butthurt about it i was like so six tweets you insult me and i take it in stride answer your questions play along with your funny little game and then i tell you uh, after 10 tweets of this dude i'm kind of done with this and then he gets butthurt because, again, he can't handle anything that's not absolute praise over every genius thing that drips out of his mouth. And, bro, I know you're glued to the show this morning to find out if you made the rundown. And congratulations. You did. All right. Say hi, to, say hi to T for me. WWE tickets up for grabs right now. Yeah! Take caller 20. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And ESPN has screwed up a list of the top 50 best black athletes ever. They screwed this up. And I think they did it on purpose. Is John Cena on it? No. <laughs> no. I was like, for a minute, I was like, is he black? <laughs> we'll handle that next on Rock 1069. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Just passed out those WWE tickets. You'll have a front row opportunity tomorrow. Now, since they are front row tickets... We did this last time the WWE came into town, and it went over so well, we figured, well, we'd do it again. And Fantone's going to rack his brain tonight, and he's going to come up with a list of very difficult WWE trivia questions, because we want to make sure whoever, like, you win tickets, that's fine. But if we're going to put you in the front row, I want you to, like, I don't want a guy like me in the front row. Like, I, because, you know what I mean? I want to go, but it's not my thing. Like, it would be better if Fantone was in the front row than me, because you care about this. Much like if Kiss came tomorrow, and you were in the front row, and I was in the 500 section, I'd be like, something's wrong here. A little upset about that Something's one. wrong here. And so we want to make sure that you are a WWE enthusiast. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll go we'll go you know golden era of WWE attitude era now mo- modern day era we'll uh, we'll get it all covered. That will be nine thirty tomorrow. And when Stansbury says "rack my brain," I mean I think I think what he means to say. Let me put this joint out and write these five questions down. <laughs> WWE Network. <laughs> am I yeah. racking it or am I packing it? What am I supposed to do? Oh my god, Jeez. Jeez. You want to hear some more insights from Fanto like that? Make sure you podcast today's program at wrqk.com shortly after ten a.m.
Uh, so the Indians added some offense, huh? Indeed, Jay Bruce they did. Indeed, from the Mets, they did. huh? I am a little confused about the baseball trade deadline because it was the end of last month, yet somehow or another, Jay Bruce was traded for yesterday, and I don't know why the Indians were allowed to trade after the trade deadline. I think you're allowed to do stuff in baseball now that you weren't before because <laughs> nobody's watching. Nobody's paying attention to the rules. They're like, yeah, just go ahead, trade. Right. I don't know what the details eh, of that football are. Football starts this week. Nobody's going to notice. Give us Jay Bruce. <laughs> but they traded a um, a minor league pitcher for Jay Bruce, and I like the move just based on the fact of you're trying to win now. I understand keeping young talent, and that's how you come up as a team, but if the Indians are in the urgent, you know, hey, it's time to win now, they needed another reliable bat, and Edwin Encarcion has been incredibly streaky, where he's gone, yes. through, he's gone through times of greatness, and he's gone through times of coldness, and you need somebody consistent to, to be able to go out there and slug, and hopefully Jay Bruce is going to be that dude. Michael Brantley got hurt, so you need his bat. You need somebody. I was kind of surprised they added the offense just because it seems to me Indians fans have been clamoring for more bullpen help. And so I thought for sure that's what what the move was going to be. Indians fans have to be realistic here of what last year was and how special that was versus how hard that's going to be to repeat. It's not basketball. No, it's not. I mean, it's always hard to get back into an finals. If if you're getting to the championship game, it was hard for the Buffalo Bills to make it that fourth year in a row. Oh, yeah. It was was hard for the Cavs to make it that third year in a row. So to make it two in a row, you are going to have to improve as a team. So many games, so many injuries. Baseball is just long. It's like so much stuff can go wrong. It's like eight months. It's like a lot of stuff can go wrong. And there's multiple issues of concern for Tribe fans right now. Yes, uh, the 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 bullpen outside of Andrew Miller and a couple of other dudes, there are holes in it. The starting rotation, there are major holes in, and I would say that's holes three, four, and five, dude. Those those outside of Corey Kluber and and and, and Clevenger, like it's been very when it comes to the Tribe pitching, and they do need help on the bats because, dude, the Indians are notorious, notorious for leaving dudes out on Stranded. base. Dude, yeah. it just constantly do that. So I really do hope. I mean, yes, it'd be nice to add a reliever. It'd be nice to add a starter. Sure. But if you've got the opportunity to take a big swing, no pun intended, on Jay Bruce, dude, go ahead and do it, man. It seems overwhelmingly like like my baseball fan friends are all about it. Like, okay, again, Sunday, 1-3, to three, you can find Fantone at the, at the Dusty A. But then Sunday night, Ringworm, a really good metal band, is playing Buzzbin. And Ringworm's lead singer, James, and I are friends. He's a huge Indians fan. And he was all in on this Jay Bruce thing. Like, all, like he loves it. So, like, it seems like my friends that are into baseball a little bit more than me love this trade. So, thumbs up. I, I, I'll have to go with it. I'll be honest. I don't know much about Jay Bruce. But it seems like everybody's excited about it, and if he helps us and he, we end up winning a title, I love it. He's tried and true. He is. Like, I, I really do have a, a good feeling about what he's going to be able to bring to the Tribe. So speaking on the athletes, ESPN right. put out this list the other day, and I just I, I wanted to get angry, but I can't because I know <laughs> what they're doing. They yeah, did can. this for the sole purpose so dudes like me would talk about this, right? right? And, and that's what ESPN does now. That's what they do now. Uh, they're they're not they're no longer the worldwide leader in sports. They're something else now. Well, it's just gotten to this point where like I don't know if anyone can truly be the worldwide leader in sports news like it used to be. Like where it used to be, you didn't have any other options to get like well insight on a game or insight on a player or something like that. So they ESPN, were the only game in town. But now right. everyone has something. So ESPN has had to change who they are and what they do. It's amazing the transformation that company has taken in my lifetime. I mean, I remember when they first signed on, it was goat racing at like three a.m. Have you watched the Ocho yet? 
ESPN the Ocho. They just brought it out. It's no. the eighth ESPN, and it's nothing but ridiculousness, like goat racing, arm wrestling. Oh, I'll love that. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Dude. Oh, I have Go not seen that. that. So ESPN's The Undefeated, with the help of SurveyMonkey.com, okay. did the list of the top 50 greatest black athletes ever. Okay. Okay. Tim Duncan came in at number 50. All right. Now, wasn't that six titles? Is it six? Pretty good. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be at 50, that seems a little... Am I crazy? Is that low for Tim Duncan? I guess I'm going to have to look through the rest of the list to really see where it is. And if this individual accomplishments... Jim Brown was 30. LeBron, 29. Oh, wow. LeBron's right. 29? These are the top 50 greatest black athletes ever. Yeah, dude, um, that's that's crazy. I mean, even getting Jim Brown to 30 is crazy. Dude, he was playing during the Civil Rights era, so not to say that his blackness is more valid than Tim Duncan's, which I wonder if that is a part of it, because a big part of Tim Duncan's story has always been Uncle Tim. Like, it's always been. And that's Can't not just deny me. it. That's, that's not true. me saying that. That's, that's, and I wonder if ESPN intentionally put him in that last place I wonder. as a little dig at him. Let me see here. Uh, LeBron at 29? LeBron's 29. Asinine, dude. That's crazy. Asinine. Bill Russell, 36th. Like, again, that's what, eight titles that was? And, and, and the argument of the greatest player of all time. So, like, that's, 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 that's not an appropriate place on the list for me. I'll give you a crazy one here. Bo Jackson was 25. That's a two-way player. Yeah, Not even in two-way player in a sport. That was two sports. Two sports, and during his run when he was on top of the world, he was the man. Fantastic. Remember yeah. that Tecmo game, how good he was in that? Yeah, I remember. Yes, I remember how good he was because when you played with your buddies, you can't be him. Nobody can be them. That's how good it was because everybody knew that play. Shaquille O'Neal came in at 16. How are you going to put Shaq in front of LeBron? I don't know if I buy that. Are they going with title count? I mean, is that the... Is that the well, no, because then Bill Russell would have been number yeah, one. Yeah, because you're right. Yeah, Bill Russell would have been higher. And I, I love Shaq. I absolutely love the guy, but I can't put him in front of LeBron. I mean, LeBron has had a bigger impact on the league. Well... I mean, there was nothing like Shaq when he came out. Although, is there anything like LeBron? That's what I was going to say. He's no. A unique, Shaq was a unique player, but so was LeBron. Jerry Rice came in at 10. That feels okay. about right. Greatest wide receiver of all time. Yeah, that feels like feels that's at least close. Okay. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was 13 again when uh, he played. I mean, yeah, I think I dude, I I think that's that's discrediting. You know what part of this is? Part of this is is that ESPN knows that most of their viewers are younger, younger. and they don't care about Kareem. But you keep listing all but these guys. But they do guys, care about LeBron. You keep listing all these dudes and if we reach the point where we've listed more than 10, I want to put all of them in the top 10. Maybe these are appropriate spots. I don't know because I mean, how hard it would be for you right. to like, thin it down. All right, so let's give you the top five. All right. Uh, Jesse Owens came in at number five. That makes sense. That makes sense. That was a now, huge movement. Is this, is this when we say the top 50 black athletes, is this just sports top accomplishments? Top 50 greatest black athletes. Is this just sports accomplishments or what they've meant to, like, the equality of African Americans? Like, because Jesse Owens, yes, feels that that feels appropriate, but... If, if we're just looking at accomplishments on the field... They asked 20,000 Americans to rank a pool of 200 black athletes based on overall dominance, impact on society, okay. and inspirational resonance. Okay. okay. Okay? Okay. 
Wow, dude, LeBron should be even higher then. If you're going, so. if you're talking about impact on society and all that stuff, do you send in like what a thousand kids to college or whatever? But it is? look at how much LeBron haters are going to get off on saying like, uh, whatever. So I think there's he's still in, he's still playing. If he was retired, then maybe he would have moved yeah, up. Yeah, you're right list. about that. Number five is Jesse Owens. Number four was Willie Mays. And then the th- the the three here kind of makes sense. Number three was Muhammad Ali. Okay. Right? I get yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Of course. Number two was Jackie Robinson. Of course. I mean, like that's. I mean, that's. I mean, that was like a moment in right. time where it was like, oh, we're integrating sports now. That was like a big deal. Then who's number one? Which I gotta take issue with the number one when you start talking about the impact on society, because that's been the slant on Michael Jordan, who's number one. Now, if you just talk about player. I, and on court or on field or whatever, like playing, hard to knock Jordan off that hustle because he's damn good. He was damn dominant. Yeah, yeah, dude, yes. As a LeBron apologist, a homer, a honk. I what am I saying? Jordan's, Michael's good. George sucks. Right. Come on. Michael's pretty good. Okay. Here's one that did not make the top fifty, and this is where ESPN is going to lose even more credibility with me. And there is no mention. Of Tiger Woods anywhere on this list. Oh, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, Tiger definitely. Tiger nowhere on this list. I'm not trying to, but like, is Tiger black enough to be black? Well, that's, again, I wonder if he's getting the Tim Duncan problem here. He's considered to be a a whiter black American, and he played in a predominantly white sport. And, I mean, and he's not exclusively, he's a mixed race, right? I mean, he's hes black, white, and some sort of Asian if in If I there went well. down this list, am I going to find others Other mixed- of that? I don't know. It, what's Tim Duncan's background? I, I, I do don't know. I don't know. Um, Derek Jeter was 47. I don't okay. know what his racial makeup is. So I don't think that was it. So it wasn't a quote-unquote black enough thing. Okay. I've said this before, and, and I think people sometimes just dismiss it because of how big of a golf fan I am, but Tiger Woods was the most dominant athlete you've seen I I just don't think I don't think people understand how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour I'm going to give you some numbers here and I'm going to pull from memory I I didn't go to the web to look this up all right but there was a titleist I I believe it was titleist ball commercial that came out and they started giving you all the all the win totals Jordan Spieth won like 10 times the so-and-so won like 20 times Phil Mickelson won 44 times or something on tour Tiger Woods won 90 times on the PGA Tour, 90, 90 times. Once won a U.S. Open by more than 15 strokes. That's three par fives he won, He beat the field by. They actually had to tiger-proof the Masters. They changed the course. They tiger-proofed the Masters. Tiger, to, to leave, I know I'm a golf homer, but to leave Tiger Woods off of this list is absolutely 100% disrespectful to what they, and it's revisionist. It's like the, the guys stopped playing and so it's like hey, yeah, well it's golf and he no longer plays and there was the DUI and there's all this thing. Tiger Woods was a dominant athlete and to leave him off the list of the top 50 greatest black athletes, if I was him, I would feel slighted today. I absolutely would. Walmart has just fired a manager, I believe they did anyway, and for all the right reasons, and I'll tell you why, next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. 
This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. It was about four months ago I bought a pre-owned car from Wakeham and they found me exactly what I was looking for, well within my price range, and they can do it for you too. Wakeham.com has over 400 pre-owned cars for you to choose from. Or check out Wakeham's pre-owned selection in person at the Wakeham. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Miss anything from this morning? That was foolish. You'll be able to catch up with the rest of the class shortly after 10 a.m. by checking out the podcast at WRQK.com. I want to thank Earl for sending me in a tweet who sent me a lick, uh, a link. Sorry, That was weird. Yeah, um, Earl sending that lick. You can tell I was texting <laughs> <laughs> during the break. But he sent me another link from theundefeated.com where somebody is admitting that not including Tiger Woods on a list of the 50 greatest black athletes isn't an oversight. It's an injustice, and I would agree. Crazy. I, I, I do. Whether you like the sport or not, you, here I could make that the argument. Is that you You don't even like golf, but you knew who Tiger Woods was, and if it was on, and if somebody turned it on on Sunday and he was in competition, you were going to watch it. Like, you don't even care about the sport, but you cared about him. I could make that argument alone should put him in the top 15 Now, did he have a big impact on on the world socially? I don't know about that. So, like, if you want to move him down the list a little bit for that, fine. But he should be on the list. That's my take. I I, I hate to have to admit this, but it was at least I. I mean, they've been happening forever, but I know it became more prominent with my generation. Started yeah. bringing guns to school. Yeah. That's just that was that was like my generation that did that, and it's been. A detriment to our society to to uh, not even be able to find the right like punch word right. to say that. I mean, there's just no proper way to to express like honestly like the sorrow that that is laid on this nation. You know, violence can happen anywhere, but I think anybody with a child that they love in their life can recognize that. You know, and I don't mean to say like it's a safe zone, but schools are somewhere where you can send a kid and you can hope that they're going there and being safe and being educated right. and being well cared for. And that tur- has turned into. I mean, I'm sure there's. You know, not every day is at top of mind, but every day I'm sure there's parents right now who think like, well, what if today's the day? Right. What if today's the day? Yeah. So this, terrifying. This could happen. Terrifying. And. Walmart has done something. Now, it was not on like the chain level. Like This was not like corporate Walmart making this decision. But a Walmart store, and I, I don't think all of them do, but I know a lot of them sell guns, right? Sell shotguns yeah. and then like, sell guns. I don't know if all of them do, but I know a lot of them do. I'm surprised Walmart isn't more in the gun business. To me, it would just make sense for you to be a full throttle like, hey, not only are we Walmart, but we've also got a gun store in here. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised by that too. shocks me. So they had a group of shotguns in a glass case and were putting them on special. And the sign on top of the display case for these shotguns says, own the school year like a hero. Mm-hmm. Now, I always say this about things. How did this happen? More than one person had to make the decision before that sign got professionally printed, put up, the display case got moved. Nobody in the scenario raised their hand and said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, we're going to do what? Now, what I would assume is that uh, Walmart probably got 
a shipment of 50 of these signs. And they're like, well, put them on top of the gel pens and put them on top of the binders and put them on top of this. I think it was probably like somebody within that Walmart just decided like, hey, I'm going to put this on top of this. I bet you it was less management and more like this idiot employee in an employee in my mind. See, I dude, I always miss situations like that because in my mind, I would have never been that employee. Like I would never or maybe it was so long ago that I would have been that employee that I forget people will do that. Does that 17 year old and not a joking situation to me, but does he know that? Well, and does he think does he think like, oh, dude, haha, school shootings. I'm going to put this up there and like, who cares if I get fired? I'm 17 and I don't, I don't care. Yeah, it's one of those things that it's you're, you probably nailed this, Fantone. There's probably a little bit that's like, well, you're 17 and you just don't understand that that even though you're not trying to be offensive to any one particular person that you are and also school shooting like anything else in life like you don't think it's a big deal until it affects somebody that you know right and so or somebody in your family and it's hard to be 17 and have perspective on anything on anything dude. i mean i can remember being 17 and saying the most offensive de- degrading things i could just because i was trying to like learn like the humor and the lines and like i can remember being terrible about oh it. I, re- I remember saying all the time like when i was trying to grow as a like when i, when I was growing up as a person like trying to like harness my comedic delivery right like you were always going too far right. you were always saying too much and and pushing the envelope as a, as a young person is what you do so you're right this was probably just an idiot like, st- like a shelf stalker who was like this will be funny i'm gonna flip the coin here though and i'm going to ask you um are there people and if there are those people, do they have any validity to, well, a, a, the the most dangerous place on the face of the planet is a gun-free zone, and you could be a hero by being a student, you know, over the age of 18 with a shotgun on your gun rack in your truck in the parking lot. That way, if a school shooter comes in, you can go out there and, and, and John Wayne them. I mean, is there a loophole in everything? <laughs> I mean, yes, but I mean, come on. I mean, I, I think I, it, how many? You, even still, like, let's say that's what you wanted or what what they wanted to do. You know, it's not what you're. What you're. This is what you got to think about. Okay, and this is what I have to think about all the time with my job. This is top of mind for me all the time in my job. Not how I feel. How will this land? When I say this, not how I feel about it, because it doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't even matter how my boss feels about it. It matters how you feel about it. I always have to be worried that what I say will land poorly. And this landed poorly. Yes, um, there's people who are are strong advocates for teachers carrying guns. Though there's there's people who are you know saying, well, there should be a you know every, there should be a gun in every classroom. So I can imagine that there's people right now who are saying you're too soft, you're being too PC. If teachers want to buy guns at Walmart and keep them, I 100 support that. I, I, I guess I, I mean I've been one of these people that's anti PC, and I'm not. I, I I really don't like the PC movement, but sometimes. The problem with saying something, you're being too... Pe- the problem with it is is that now it's become a blanket statement for right. everything. And sometimes, dude, some stuff is just common sense. Right. It's not political correctness. It's just common sense. And 
you know, Heather's tweeting this and says, you know, you guys are maybe overthinking this a little bit. It could have been a customer moving the Walmart sign as well, and yeah. I'm sure it could have been. I'm sure it could have been. I, I know, I mean, Walmart has already issued a statement. They called it all the words you want them to call it, awful and, you know what I mean, non-redeemable and everything you want Walmart to say about it, they said about it. And I guess I missed that, because like I said, I would never do this in a store. I would never move this. Sign. Look, it's funny. Like, but I always forget that, yeah, it's because you're an adult and you've grown past that part in your life and not everyone else has. We'll close out the Stansberry Show. We'll, we'll do it together as a class next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. And able to be heard everywhere via iHeartRadio. Win your way to the iHeartRadio Music Festival, by the way, at the top of the 10 o'clock hour here on Rock 106.9. And then we'll continue it all day. I'm sorry. I am factually incorrect about that. What? Your next opportunity is 11 a.m. Sorry about that one. I apologize. I'm reading the sign more accurately this time around. I apologize. But 11 a.m. Don't get choked up. Send you out to Vegas. Trip for two. Two nights. Nothing but stars. Tonight is bittersweet for me. Why do you say that? This is a bittersweet thing for me. I um, My favorite of the big three sports is, is probably the NFL football there. Okay. Closely in second is the NBA there, but like... um. I, I do like the NFL a lot, and the Browns preseason starts again tonight. But again, it's bittersweet for me because it's like, yeah, football, and then yeah, six months of freezing cold and snow. Like I just, I, I get depressed this time of year. Um, uh, the golf season wrapping up. Your boy, you know, your boy doesn't like that. Uh, so it, it is a little. It's met with, yeah, thanks for playing football, but God. And why the snow? Yes, but you got another two months of, of, of decent golf in front of you. You'll play till mid-November, right? August, yeah, I mean, September? I was, pl- I was playing in February last year, yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm, you'll be all right. I'm a little bit of a... Well, I think they. I think the proper term is mental case, is what they call it. Yes, bro, I completely understand you that, like, the weather, you know, the, the short days, you know, those things can all, like, weigh on somebody. Season, seasonally affected depression is a real thing. But even more depressing than the the, the 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 finale of summer and the beginning of winter is the fact that we're going to have to watch Cleveland Browns football again, dude. I don't know what's more depressing than that. Well, I can afford batteries for the remote. That might, <laughs> dude, if, that, if that's a problem in your house, that's on you, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Just, dude, hit me up. I got double A's all around. I, dude, I'm, you're, you're good. I will loan you the double A's. Are you going to watch this game? I mean, I know it's on a school night, but I mean, aren't you a little interested? I'll watch the first quarter. There's no way I'm watching past. Well, starters. it's a Browns game. Nobody makes it past the halftime. <laughs> no, no, I'm not watching. I'm not watching past starters. So, like, I'll see what Brock Osweiler does. I want to see what Miles Garrett does. I want to see, like, really the the same goal I have for this year is the thing that I want to see tonight. I want to see you being able to tackle on defense and I want to say you being able to convert running the ball into first downs. Those are the two things I really really want the Browns to do this year, which is an incredibly low bar. An incredibly low bar. Well, I think you need to see it though. Um it's become a more bubble screen league. The quarterbacks many times, I mean, dude, they're no longer huddling. You're snapping the ball a million times now. But there are teams like take the Denver Broncos. That's a team that runs the ball down your throat and then stops you on defense. And when the Browns the, the, look at the Browns, they're kind of in a similar situation. They're lost at quarterback like Denver is. And so I think you need to look at that model and go, okay, see, look, that works for them. 
Like, they didn't win the Super Bowl last year, but they're competitive. They're in it, and this and that. And I think that's the next step for the Cleveland Browns football organization is, I think you're right, run the ball and stop other people from moving the ball on you. And I know. Get there. Oftentimes when we talk sports, I will come down on people for putting the same lessons and rules they learned in Pee Wee into the pros because those are two different things. But I feel like I remember this lesson from my like seventh grade football coach is like, guys, we have to be able to tackle and we have to be able to run. That's like that was our game plan. Twinsburg Tigers, seventh grade team, baby. We're coming out. And I mean, we couldn't throw the ball because we were all so god awful. But like, it, it, I feel it, like a lot of this audience is still waiting for you to come out. It's seventh grade. It's seventh grade advice, but I feel like it applies, dude. Run the ball, tackle people. Tonight for me is all about the defense. You got a new defensive coordinator. He's considered to be uh, one of the better ones out there. Um, he's facing a team he used to coach for. I know that puts fire in the belly. And I think if Greg Williams' defense does not get after it tonight, that's cause for major, major concern. I know we're. We're all waiting to see Miles Garrett get unleashed. Can't wait to see that as well. And yes, as a Brock Osweiler naysayer, I can't lie. Nothing will be better than to watch that dude throw a bomb down the sideline for a touchdown. I would love to see it. I would love, love to see this. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Win your way out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival at 11 a.m. on Rock 106.9. We'll be back tomorrow morning. See you.